Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today for conversations and support for targeted individuals. Today is Sunday, May 3rd, 2015, and I am your host, Renata. I apologize again for being late. I was late last week. I was much later last week. So thank you all for being being um, patient. So here's what, here's the scripture that came to my mind this morning, well, this afternoon, <laughs> after my nap, is, gosh, I forgot the scripture. Oh, here it is. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Not sure if that's it verbatim, but that's what was on my mind when I woke up. And you know what? It's true. We should wake up rejoicing. We should wake up with a song on our heart, a prayer on our heart, with gratitude, and just being grateful in spite of what we're going through. Because we did wake up, and we woke up for a reason. We We woke up to do something, to do to to complete our assignment on this earth. So we should rejoice. We should not let anyone steal our joy from us, you know, because they don't want us to to feel good. They don't want us to um, to have laughter in our life, to have joy in our life, to have peace in our life. But we should. We should rejoice every day that you wake up. You should find a reason to be happy. Look for reasons to be happy if you don't automatically feel happy. There's a whole lot to be thankful for. Believe it or not, there's a whole lot to be thankful for. Okay, so that's the scripture that I got with my afternoon nap. (laughs) Here's another one. Uh, Actually, I have a lot of scriptures written here. I guess they were just coming to me. Um. I can do, oh, this one is Philippians 4 and 13. The other one I would have to look up. That one just came to my mind. I don't, I don't remember right off where it is. Um, but this one is Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. That's something that we have to believe, that we really can do anything we set our hearts on, set our minds on, set our intentions on. But it's going to take more than that. You have to have action behind your intentions. So if you really, really, really want to do something, you're going to have to do something. You pray, you ask God for the strength. The scripture says that Christ will strengthen you, and he will. I'm a witness to it. He will. You ask him, you believe it, you receive it, you set forth, and you try to do it. You try to do whatever it is that you want to do. You know, for some people, it's just simple as uh, uh, a simple thing like getting up in the morning. It's hard to do. Just getting yourself 
um, together to, to start your day, to go out of the house, to move from one room to the next. You'd be surprised how hard that can be for someone. But we can we can do anything, anything. Does that mean that there will not be obstacles in the way? No, it doesn't. But it just means that God will give you the strength to go around those obstacles, to jump over them, to go under them, to whatever. And I'm a witness to the fact, too, that God will send help. He will send help when help is needed. So you just have to trust him and and ask him for strength and ask him for the power and and for everything that you need to get the job done because we don't have to just sit there and die. We don't. We really don't. You have a life to live, and, and, and you should be trying to live it to the best of your ability. Amen? Amen. Okay. I'm going to, I actually wanted to do the Beyond the News today, but I think what I might do is, because I do have a few things, I think what I might do is just stay on this call, but like the last couple hours we'll do the Beyond the News, but we'll do it from here. That way everyone doesn't have to hang up and go to the other call. I think that'll work. Okay, so what I'll do is I will go ahead and unmute people, see how you guys are doing. Pennsylvania wants to speak. Hello. Hi, Renata. This is Helena. Am I invited to dinner? Yes. I wish I could hand all of you a plate through the phone because I, I don't like to cook. I was telling my husband this morning, I do not like to cook. I really don't, but I can cook. If I it want to cook, I sounds like you don't like to cook. It just sounds like you cook up a storm. It just sounds like you really love it. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I really don't. I really don't like to cook, but I can. If I have to cook, I, and I do, I cook every day, but it's just a matter of what I cook. Like, I, I, don't, I don't do serious things unless it's like a holiday or something. It just... You, do you want to listen to what I'm making? Yeah. Um, because I'm buying meters and Velostat and the Mylar and all this money on everything. And so it's, I had, uh, I love ribeye steaks, so I bought one with bone in. And really, they're not expensive. People should think about that. It's, that you good. get a package of two, it, they usually cost less than eight, nine dollars if they're not thick cut. And I mean, you spend five dollars just at McDonald's, so ribeye steak That's is true. only like four or five. And then I save the bone and I put it into a pot of water and put in some split peas. This is dry split peas. I did that last night to soak it. And then I'm just cutting carrots and onions in it. So just cook down the bone, just like they used to do during the Depression, because I need to save money so I can protect myself so and then of course i'm putting other veg- tomatoes and other vegetables in it but it'll have some um meat taste to it from from the bones you know they used to make bone soup all the time actually it's coming yes. back they ship all the bones over to sweden by the way because everybody wants boneless here in the united states would you believe it they mail they truck they put them on boats and send it to to, to europe because they wow. make bone soup. It has the collagen in it. It has um, the nutrients from the bones, the minerals in it that the meat doesn't have. And I found that funny. I just heard that about um, a month ago. 
But I'm European, so I'm used to bone soup, especially during revolutions and wars. Bone yes, and people people used to do that all the time, like especially around Thanksgiving and holidays, they save the bone from turkey and make turkey noodle soup and chicken soup or whatever. You know, one one day we really should um, swap um, healthy, quick. My my thing is quick. It has to be quick and a few ingredients because I just you know I don't want to I don't want to be in the kitchen all day. Um, but we really should swap recipes one day, all of us. Because food is, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but food has gotten very expensive. It has mm-hmm. gotten very expensive. So the more money we could save, you know, and the faster we can cook, and um, there's something in in the community that I grew up, they used to call it scratching food. It's like some people are really artful with just taking whatever they have, leftovers, and putting it together into a nice little meal or a stew or a casserole or something. I used to save the turkey carcass all the time, but I never saved the, you know, like if you buy the $6 wholly roasted chicken in the store because you're running late, I never saved the little bones out of that, and I do now. I just throw them in a pot of water and however much I have left, and I always threw out the steak bones. We don't have a dog. So now I don't throw those out. I just immediately, I don't even freeze them. I don't put them in the bag to collect more gives it enough flavor and has the collagen and the minerals in it from the bones as you cook it. And then mm-hmm. the dried peas, I mean, dried peas are $1.39 a pound, so a whole p- that'll make, for me, just one person. I used to cook a whole pound for me when when I had my family here, but for me it's just one-third of a bag, so it's like 50 cents or less for the, and it's, you know, it doesn't take that long, and it's not from a can. And, you know, something else you said um, that you cook so you don't have to do the fast food. That's one of the reasons why I cook, too. Fast food, we do. We do. We, actually, lately, we've probably been doing fast food more than we have in a long, long time because I pretty much cut that out. Because that food is junk. It's not good for you. It blows you up. So it is important to cook healthier meals at home. So that's one of the reasons why I'm cooking today because I didn't want to have to go out. But the other thing is I should acknowledge my husband because he's an extremely hard worker. My husband works a lot of jobs <laughs> to take care of us. And I um, that's another reason why I even when I don't feel like it, I cook to make sure he has a nice meal, you know, when he gets home. So I just wanted to acknowledge him even though he's not listening because he's at work. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. That's really, well, I've come to dinner, but I'm in Pittsburgh, so I'd have to buy a bus ticket first. So. Too far. Too far. <laughs> but I'm going to have this yummy soup. It is, believe it or not, delicious. And if I don't have enough bones to give it the good quality meat flavor, uh, then I'll, I have chickens. Um, I'm the one with the chickens here in Pittsburgh. And I'll crack, scramble a couple, four or five eggs in it and have egg drop soup in the end, and that adds to the protein also. But anyway, I didn't want to take up your call. I just want to invite myself to dinner. That's all. Sounded now, have I ever spoken with you? A long time ago, Renata. I have. Okay. Long, long time. I hadn't. Uh, first, for a while, you didn't schedule your calls. I would call in, and then they said you changed the time, and then I would call in then, and then you weren't on. Maybe like last. Oh, that must have been a long, long, long. That must have been years ago because I'm I'm always 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Sunday. Now last weekend was an exception. I was about an hour late, 
but I'm pretty much consistent with the time, usually two on Sundays. Well, two Pacific Standard Time. Maybe you were calling on another time zone. But I am, and and it, so I called in last week around 5 o'clock, and you weren't on, so I just hung up, and I said, I guess I still have it wrong. But that's all. Five o'clock, uh, last week? Uh, oh, last week was the week I was an hour late, yes. <laughs> yes, I was late last week. Mm-hmm. But you can always go back and listen to the archives. They're there. Oh, okay. They're there. And I am trying to get back to making YouTube videos. I've been trying for years to figure out how I made that one YouTube video. Um, and then I couldn't figure it out anymore because I, I didn't want to do it with my face. I wanted to use an image. And the program that I have, YouTube doesn't accept, and it's just a mess. But anyway, I stayed up to 2 in the morning last night, and I think I got it. And I got one out there, but it's not really how I want it. But anyway, I just said that to say I'm hoping to be able to Well, when you figure it out, out, you have to teach me because I've been wanting to get some information out too. It's just informative information that I discover so people can refer back to it. Okay, good. Very good. The more we get out there, the better. I have um, Windows Movie Maker. Mm-hmm. And it's not compatible with YouTube. So I've been, I mean, I, I go through this where I really, really, really want to make a video. And so I try for days and I can't get it, so I give up. And so I'm back at trying again. And I think I may have it now. It's so which, just not. What hmm? does accept, you? what does YouTube accept? I think it's WAV. I know it's MP. Not MP3, but MP4. Mm-hmm. Um, there's about, let's see, I'll pull it up real quick. They accept WM, let me go back to the beginning, MOV, MPEG4, whatever that is, MP4, AVI. Oh, you're w- going too fast. M- MPG4? Oh, M-P-E-G-4. Okay. M-P-4. Okay. A-V-I. W-M-V. M-P-E-G-P-S. I have no idea which one that one is. So M-P-E, like Edward, G-P-S. Okay. F L V. Okay. Three G P P. And I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. So you have to get them into one of those formats before um, YouTube will will take it. And what was happening with me is that I didn't have it in that format, one of those formats. I didn't know. So when I was uploading it, it appeared that, you know, it, it would upload and I'd get a message, like it'll take a few minutes or whatever, and then three days later it's still uploading. So, so it, it, it never gave me the message that it wasn't going to work. It just didn't work. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. with a lot of research, I got it figured out. So the Windows Movie Maker doesn't work on it and the MOV doesn't work on it? No, Windows Movie Maker, when you originally save it, their format is not compatible. 
You okay. have to convert it. You have to convert it. And so I finally figured out the conversion. On one of these other ones, with one of these that you just mentioned. Yeah, and I forget which file format it puts it in, but I think it's the MPEG4 that it it puts it in. I can't remember, but it works now. Okay. It's just not, I just don't find um, Microsoft products user-friendly. It could just be me. I mean, people who, who like them, love them, but I'm just not real accustomed to them. But I got it. Got it figured out. Well, thank you. Tell me your name again. Helena. Helena? Helena. H-E-L-E-N-A. Helena. That's a pretty name. Nice name. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. What part of California are you in? I forget that, too. I live in Oakland, which is next to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what kind of targeting do you get, Helena? <laughs> um, if you want to talk about it. Don't talk about anything you don't want to talk about. You know, it seems like I get everything. I don't get chased around by people, so you all call it gang stalking, which I don't, I don't like to put these things into categories because there's so many varieties of harassment and I Mm -hmm. don't hear voices Um, Mm -hmm. I hear a hiss in my right ear and sometimes it's really bad but usually it's only in my house it's never outside Um, Mm. I hear it in the car which I think they have this apparatus probably in the car so I hear it there and then I get pain, a lot a lot of pain. You know, my toes cross. It's usually my left side. I don't know why they prefer my left side. So my left toes curl with, like, bone-crunching pain, especially when I'm driving. Mm. And then I, I discovered that when I start hurting like that, I just blast a, a static station on AM that rock and rolls a car that any hood person in the hood would be so happy because it rocks, rolls it, it just rocks the whole car. And it somehow disrupts that frequency. Yeah. I'm a civil engineer. I don't understand this stuff, but I'm a civil engineer, so I'm trying to figure it out. And then I have a big boom box in my bathroom that I bought from Goodwill for you know, next to nothing. Nobody wants them. Everybody wants a little smaller digital doodads. And um, I turn that on static at night, and that rattles and rolls all of my windows in the bathroom and the pipes, and it's just static. Once again, it's an AM station, one that I can find that makes the most racket. And then another station down in my dining room, which is below my bedroom, uh, I think I blew out a... Uh, speaker on that. It's a Bose radio, so it's a very expensive radio. But I put that on static also, and just 99 is the max volume, and I rock and roll that on static. You know, just shake the walls and the plaster and the windows with it. And then above the dining room is my bedroom, and I have another Bose radio up there. So then I finally turn that on also when I'm if it gets too bad. And then I plug my ears up with uh, swimmers earplugs and and I put some sort of uh, gel on it to make a better suction. I could still hear it. I have not been able to find noise-canceling headphones. Um, I had purchased one. It didn't help. doesn't help. I'm going to have to buy, like, airport earmuffs or something like that. 
But mm-hmm. um, it actually, you know, that the blasting rocks and rolls, um, even my bed springs. I I call it like the the cheap motel that has those beds in it. You feed quarters to <laughs> to shake the bed. So mm-hmm. pretty much every but everything's shaken in 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 the bedroom and it disrupts. It 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 makes it tolerable the pain, so it mutes it. It's not as directed. And then I get well. Burned. It sounds like electronic harassment and. Um, uh, that's or... acoustic. That's acoustic. Uh, and I'm just uh, I'm jarring. I'm I'm muting the acoustic directed energy, uh, whether it's sonic or infrasound. Um, when I get burned, that's microwave or laser. Um, that's how I figured it out. Um, but it's different frequencies, and I bought my big, big chart to put on the wall to see what frequencies do what. Not that it makes it any easier, it just makes it harder to figure out, okay, what kind of meter am I trying to buy so that I can figure out what to measure because you just can't buy a me- It's not like you can buy a ruler and be able to inch across your living room to see how you know long and wide your living room is. It's not that simple, you know? Right. For frequencies, it's much more nuanced. It's much more complicated. There's just so many, and you have to sort of know. It's like if I did a survey as an engineer Mm -hmm. and I took out a ruler and tried Mm -hmm. to do a survey, it it just wouldn't work. It it would take me too, it would, but it it would take me too long to survey three miles down the road over to that, you know, tree and a corner, <laughs> corner marker and then, you know, go east, you know, 20 degrees and, you know, to the other marker. So you work, you, you say you're a civil engineer, you work and everything, you're able to... No, I'm I'm past retirement age, so... Oh, okay. But it's, this is still very disruptive. I had other ideas of things to do with my life. So this is very disruptive. Yes. Very disruptive. Okay. It's very hurtful. It's, I think it's doing a lot of damage when they burn your spinal column, um, not the bone, but the column inside. Uh, it's very destructive when they do, with infrasound, I believe it, it is sonic of some sort, some sort of sonic frequency when they shake your brain. People say they have a headache. Well, mine aren't headaches. Mine are brain aches, and uh, uh-huh. like the shaken baby syndrome when you know you shake a baby, so that their brain rattles inside their skull bone and bruises their brain. That's what that is. Yeah, except they're doing uh-huh. it remotely. And then I was getting the um, in my private areas, um, and then I started to get keeping a diary an audio diary, because I couldn't keep up with the little slips of paper here, there, and I couldn't find a piece of paper and a pencil at the same time, and I'd be in the garden or I'd be, you know, in the kitchen and the papers in the living room. So I just carry a recorder around with me, and I start out audio diary. It is 2.30 p.m., you know, Monday afternoon, March 21st, 2015, and I'm sitting on my couch, and they're, you know, stimulating me, in my rectum, and I'll say, well, now they're stimulating me. And I always say, always, always say, another count of rape. And then um, that has stopped. It's 
well, actually, they changed it a little bit because they weren't no longer doing the stimulus. At first, initially, I went to the doctor eight, nine years ago that I had worms because that's what it felt like, those worms wiggling around down there. And I didn't have worms. And then finally, years later, I discovered that, that they're just doing this. I just think it's sick. Uh, why would you stimulate someone and try to bring them to an orgasm from a distance, especially an old lady? It's like, give it a break. What pervert does that? But I always... Uh, always they they are perverts. We, we um, talked about that a couple of weeks ago, about the electronic rape or the phantom touch, which is also known as... Well, I... <laughs> Uh, since it stopped, it stopped uh, whenever I, but it took me months of saying another count of rape, and I say it really, really loudly into the diary, and because that's going, that's going in as evidence, and that stopped. They don't want that, you mm-hmm. know. They don't want. They don't want to have another count of rape, mm-hmm. and then if they continue, and then they were stinging me instead of stimulating, masturbating. They were they were stinging me like with poking me with like sometimes it's like little push pins, a sensation like lots of like lots of bee stings or push pins or stinging nettle or some that kind of a sting, and sometimes and I describe it to the to the diary. Um, sometimes it gets worse whenever I complain loudly too much. Uh, then um, it goes to uh, like a darning needle, so it's a heavier-duty needle than just a push pin. And then sometimes it's like a knitting needle, and I say it, and I say another count of rape, and you guys are going to be held accountable. This is another count of rape. But that stopped because, you know, they. I personally think in my situation they've taken one of their old smartphones apart and taken the um, the receiver and the um, all of a sudden I can't think of it the the voice things so you can hear and talk. Uh, they took that out and they're so small. It, Renata, I keep saying to, sometimes when I describe this, if you had a car and you want to um, crush it, it uh-huh. um, would salvage parts out of it. You would at least. I know I would take at least the radio out of it and, and the stereo, the, the the speakers, and maybe the motor if it's good, if you know if the frame is bent or if it's all rusted apart. I would probably have someone take out the um, the motor. I can take out the, the radio um, and the speakers, so I can use those before it gets crushed. So you could salvage parts. Well, those smartphones, no matter how slim they are, they have parts in them. Just imagine that little smart little phone you have in your hand, and you can put it. Let's say it's as big as a tabletop, and you take a screwdriver to it and open it up. You can salvage out of there the GPS beacon. It has its own circuit board. You can salvage out of there at least two cameras. Now they say they have five, but I don't know where they stick them because it's so slim. But at least two cameras, front and back, with their own circuit boards. You just have to add power to it. It has an accelerometer that just tells you how fast you're going, you know, when you're on a move instead of sitting stationary has a gyroscope, tells you whether you're sitting or standing or whether you're laying down. It has a thermometer. These aren't apps. They're not applications. I equate this like for a stereo you salvage out of a car, you lose your preset stations. You know, your favorite stations are no longer on there because you took the power away. But if you set it back on top of your kitchen table, put power to that car radio, you can preset those stations again. 
that's the, mm-hmm. that's software. So as soon as we ap- apply power to these parts, you can salvage. Apparently, there's a lot of YouTube on how to take smartphones apart and how to use the pieces. Um, drones were developed by using salvage parts from the the play drones that Toys R Us sells. Uh, were used. They have a gyroscope that says how the the copter is, you know, in the air, how it's was it whether it's level, whether it's tilting. So it has the gyroscope in it. It has the accelerometer. Tells you know you're there with your next smartphone, directing that drone. It's talking to your smartphone. You can direct it. Uh, it it'll show you the how it's positioned in space, even though you can't see it because it's behind a tree now. Um, it, it tells you with a GPS beacon exactly where it is, the location. Now, the GPS, this is funny. I think this is funny anyway. The GPS, I don't call it global positioning device when you salvage that piece out of a, a smartphone. That's called living room positioning device because that's how they tell whether I'm in my living room or dining room. That's a... That's just my house positioning device that, that these idiots, because they've come into my house, they've set it up with these small little parts to tell them where I am and, you know, break a beam, and they know, oh, she's on the move now. That, that Their accelerometer tells them that. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, she's laying down, you know. That's their gyroscope tells them that. Um, look at that, you know, and they can tell whether your heart's beating. Those Those are all sensors that are built into the it's not you don't need to download those as apps those smartphones today have sensors can tell whether you've had a good night's sleep or not and so anyway that's my opinion <laughs> i know not that i'm an expert at it but that's my opinion on it mm-hmm. well thank you for sharing with us mm-hmm. and if you if you want to um talk if you want to chime back in feel free do it, okay? Feel free okay, to well, I'm too, so I'm going to go back to my stove. I am going to mute myself on my side here on my phone, but thanks, Renata. Okay, thank you. Oh, Mr. James is doing today. Trying to unmute you, James. James, are you there? Okay, I think my computer froze. Let me try to get back where I was. Okay, I'm trying to get back in the chat room, you guys. My computer has frozen. Thank you, um, MD Bean, for giving me the link to uh, convert Windows Movie Maker to MP4. Thank you. I appreciate that. Computer is frozen. Try it on another device. 
not working. Now this is the first time my Kindle has ever frozen. I can't even go on the internet on that either. Lord. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm trying to get back in. I wish I had you guys unmuted. That way you can talk. Okay. Um, I can't get back in. Okay. So anyway, while this is on my mind, let me share this. For for um, I recently bought a um a hammock. Don't ask me why, but I did. I haven't used it yet. We just put it together, but I have not used it yet. But I wanted to share that with you guys for the ones who cannot uh. Who, who don't get very much sleep because I was reading reviews. You know, you read reviews before you buy something. And a bunch of people in the reviews said that they had sleep problems, insomnia, but once they got the hammock, they were able to sleep. So I thought about this community, and I will share that with you guys. Um, several people had pictures online where they had put their hammock in their house One person had theirs in their living room. One person had theirs in their bedroom. One lady said as soon as she put, got her body in it, she was sleeping. She said she hardly ever sleeps. She didn't go into why. 
but she says she hardly ever sleeps. So I thought I would share that with you guys. Um, of course, they have the, the type that you tie to, to the trees, but the type I bought has a frame because I don't have trees. So I bought the kind that comes complete with the frame. It is kind of large. It's about, uh, but they have different styles too. Some are not as large as others. I was a little bit over $100 when it was all said and done with the shipping. and Well, I think it was free shipping, but with the taxes and things. So um, when I get back in the uh, chat room, I will put a link to let you guys know the one that I bought. I, I just thought about this community because I said, you know, a lot of people don't sleep. So if that will help, it might be worth it to you. I don't know if you guys have ever been in a hammock, but they are extremely relaxing. They're very relaxing. So I'm looking forward to getting into mine because um, cause we need to relax. I know I need to relax. All the things that these people do to me, I, I, I'm looking for any kind of relaxation tools I can get. But I just didn't anticipate it being so large. It's not... Huge, but it's my backyard is small, so I may put it in the garage or something because I don't want to fall asleep in the backyard. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I've done that before, but not like a hammock is like a bed, so I don't I don't want to be like in a serious sleep in the backyard. Uh uh-uh. uh, not dealing with all this stuff we deal with. No, 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 no. I have no idea why I cannot get. All right, let me try it on my phone, see if it works that way. The helicopters sounds heavy duty flying overhead. All right, let me see if I can get on through my cell phone so I can unmute you guys and just talk. They're coming back over my house. Anybody get the helicopter stalking? I don't know if you guys can hear that, but they're going back and forth. That used to have me so upset. Not anymore, though. It's, it makes a big difference when you know what's going on and you know what they're doing and you know, oh, it's just them again. But that used to just have me so upset. I just could not fathom helicopters actually stalking me. I couldn't, that was just beyond anything I could imagine. That's why it's so important 
to listen to these calls and talk to other TIs and do your research so you know that stuff like that is not in your mind that it actually happens to people. Now, why they would go so far is just beyond me. It is incredible that they would actually fly aircraft around you. It's, it's, they do a lot to harass a person, as you all know. Elvira, does um, anybody talk on your call about the Directed Energy Professional Society? No. Do you know? I've never heard of it. Do you know about it? Can you tell us about it while I'm trying to get in the um, mm-hmm. while I'm trying to get back on the call? They can hear you. You're okay. the only one that muted right now. So. My uh, papers are upstairs, and my they burned two computers up, and so I don't have the new one going yet. Um, but I have printed some things out. If someone wants something specific, I have to go upstairs and get that. But I just discovered this like two or three weeks, three weeks ago. I mm-hmm. had gone to my library. Neil uh, from Florida, Neil, everybody knows Neil, uh, sent out an email that had the terms and definitions and references for non-lethal weapons. For me, in the font type, I printed it out in, and it's just normal, average font, but it was 77 pages. And so, and it's declassified, but it's from 1996, so 19 years old. I'm going to round it up Mm -hmm. to 20, so it's almost 20 years old. And it's put out by, it was compiled by, I think, INSS, and I don't remember the what that means, and the Air Force uh, Academy in Colorado, and there's a third one. It's an, also an Air Force something or other. I have to get that. And um, if someone wants to look it up, it's something like the title of it is Non-Lethal Weapons, colon, so two dots, and then terms and references. But the terms, each of the terms has a definition after it, And then after the terms being defined, then after that it has a reference number. It'll tell you whether it's a book, and then in the last 15 to 20 pages it lists the books. There are like 20 books that they reference. And then after that there are uh, papers that people have submitted, uh, studies. There are like, I know there's a couple, more than a couple, like a bunch, half a dozen or more of um, San Diego Tribune Review, I remember that, Um, Los Angeles Times, Chicago Tribune. So it tells you what it is and whether it's a newspaper article that they wrote about it or if it's, uh, there seems to be a a Jane defense, like J-A-N-E, like the girl's name, defense. Mm -hmm. That publication writes a lot about this stuff, so it references those articles. It references local, like like the United States Law Enforcement Society. Mm-hmm. So they've been presented with this stuff. Um, so it, I found it very, very, very helpful. And then so from that, even though it's almost 20 years old, you can look up words because I think part of my problem was I didn't know what to call it. I didn't know what the oh. official name was for different things. 
And that document is so valuable because then you can go ahead and look at other articles that are more current. Okay. Um, what I, I'm having trouble with is they're giving me cataracts. They're burning my eyes out very fast, very quickly. And I did find helpful articles in there on eye protection. Um, and then the... Um, Oh, I lost my thought. <laughs> oh, so, do you have a website? Um, no, but you're going to teach me how to do it, remember? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was saying, do you have a website for this place? Oh, and I don't have the YouTube, but you're going to teach me. Uh, Elvira, no, I'm old. I'm old. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is you're, you're telling us about an organization, right? Or I'm telling you about can... what I discovered, but uh, my speed on, on computers is Fortran, and the big... IBM mainframe that fit into two warehouses. You know, even as an engineer, I haven't caught up with things like that. I was no, building... no, no, no. What, I, what I'm saying is you were, you were telling us about... Uh, uh, do I have a website for that? Yeah, do you know how we can find that information that you're referring to? Okay, I misunderstood you. I want to yeah. develop a website so people can just go to it and so I can consolidate this information. Uh, I have to go upstairs and get it. I'll get it for you. Before the call's over, I'll get it for you. Yeah, because that would be helpful for us to be able to go there. Absolutely, absolutely. One of the books, I just went to the library and I said, could you give me some of these books? And they got me quite a few of them. And I can get you those titles, too. But on back of one of them, one of the authors is the director, I think he's the director, of the Directed Energy Professional Society, and it's .org. That's mm-hmm. Okay, but they, they abbreviate it. So if you're, someone is searching it right now, it's D for directed, E, energy, P for professional, S for society.org. So it's DEPS.org. And they have conventions. They have symposiums. They just had one out in California last August. There's another uh-huh. one coming up. I think it's in June in, in Virginia. And we have some people who are being affected by this stuff in Virginia. I don't know if they could go. I mentioned it to John Kowski last night on the shielding call. Uh, Neil was on there too. Someone needs to go. Um, and then there's one in, in um, the United Kingdom. I forget. What, I think that was in September, but I'll get you that. But I'm going okay, to... Well, thank you. Or in my pot of soup, I'm going to mute my own line here, and then I'll come back to you when I get those titles, okay? Okay, thanks so much. Sure. Okay. All right, who else would like to speak? How's everybody doing? I muted everyone. Anybody want to speak? No, who you guys are so quiet today. I went through a lot to get you guys unmuted. My phone was um <laughs> my computer was um frozen. I went through a lot to unmute you guys. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah. This is Donna and um California Hello. and I can barely talk from what is in this room. Um it's always something different, that's for sure. Um what about chemicals? Does anybody have any um, suggestions? Every time I go somewhere, just about, they put these chemicals in my car that burn me and burn my hair and make me sick. And um, they drive by the house and put it in a living room when I'm in there. Um, 
there are other things flowing through the room I'm staying in, so I don't, I can't stay in there all night. I have to move around the house where um, they're not flowing. Uh, does anybody have any uh, suggestions other than moving? And I don't have the money to move. <laughs> Any suggestions on what? I'm sorry. Did you say? Um, on, has anybody else encountered this situation? I know that James and Elvira deal with um, chemicals. Does anybody have any suggestions? Do you know what kind of chemicals? Because we had talked about that before. And people were telling you to research the uh, formaldehyde. Did you do that? What did you say? Formaldehyde what? Okay, are you the lady that was saying that you that you deal with um, chemical problems and you live in a trailer? Yeah. Okay, and I, and people were saying that it could be formaldehyde exposure from the materials um, that they use to build the trailers with. And I was wondering if you had done your research on that because we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Um, I haven't had time to do any research. I'm trying to get a job so that I don't end up with nothing, you know what I'm saying? Yes. I, I mean, I'm I'm getting I'm getting like I'm seriously not doing well. I'm so sorry. Um, was someone about to say something? Does anyone know about um, chemicals? Yeah, I have some information on chemicals. This is James. Hi, James. Are you Hi. James in Oregon? Yeah. Yeah, I have some information, and I'm gonna I'm looking for a link. And do you have a Facebook account? I don't. I'm not giving nothing out. No way. Okay. Well, okay. I, well, I, told, you, I told you. I told you that I I had something, and boy, right afterwards I started getting attacked, and I and they keep attacking me. Mm-hmm. Well, you two were supposed to speak on the phone. Have you spoken yet with James? What James and me? Yeah, yes. a couple weeks ago, right, James? Yeah, I think I talked to you, didn't I? Yeah, yeah you, you were. Right after that, I told you some personal things. So I know they listen to everything. I would uh-huh. hate to think that it came from you, <laughs> you know? No, I, I certainly wouldn't do that. I wouldn't work you or anything. That's just part of the crazy part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's happens. So what? So Donna, what is the best way for James to get the information to you? He says he has some information he'd like to share with you. What's the best way to get to you? Um, the best way. Let's see. Um, I don't want to give anything out on the phone. Okay. Uh, so what do you suggest? How can he get you the information that you want that you're looking for? I can probably text it to you. Yeah. Uh, well, um, yeah, you sent my phone number, right? I think I do. Do you also go by another name? No, I don't. Okay, you know, I don't want to confuse the situation, but I've had some very, very strange things happen. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like right now, my voice. I'm I'm fighting to stay sounding like a girl, woman. Mm-hmm. I've never sounded like this before, and I heard that they can give you stuff to 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 make you more like a man. And uh, 
I, I know two times, two times I've been, like one time I was at my doctor's office, and this man grabbed his privates and was shaking them up and down to some other guys across the parking lot. And I've had that happen twice. And then I started hearing that they've got stuff that can hormonally change you. No, I've never heard of that. Yeah, is this, like, totally crazy? Well, you know, they can spray chemicals all around. I can spray anything, but I haven't encountered that. I don't know what to think anymore. I really don't. I mean, I know who I am. I know who I am in Christ. I'll never not know that. But as far as who's who in this zoo and stuff like that, um, stuff, it's, I, I even had a pastor that I was under for many years, and uh, he had one of the largest churches. And uh, he's not there now, but he even, I told him some stuff that's going on. And he said, he said, is there any good people anymore? I said, yeah, I'd like to see your art. I think he was just, you know, like, like it's pretty sad what's happening. Uh, Could you email to me and then I could send it to you in an email? I think that might be better. Do you have my Uh, email address? No. Oh, well, do you want to take it down? They got this crazy siren. They're just testing it. Can you hear me okay? You know what? I don't want to give anything out at this point. I'm No, I'm, I'm going to give you my email address so you can email it to me. So I can email right? you? Well, oh, if my. I give you my email address, you can email it to me, right? Yeah. Okay, you want to take it down? Donna, Donna, can I say something? Okay, what James is saying is that you can email him, and then he'll reply to your email sending you the information. Okay, I guess that's safe. I don't even know it's safe anymore. Yeah, that's safe. Okay, what what is it, James? It's um, J-A-M-E-S-F-L... James, J-A-M-E-S. James, yeah, James F.L. at James F-L? Licota. I'm sorry, they're, they mess with my phone. They're on it right now. I can barely Fox hear Trot the Lima. call last night. So James and then F is in Frank? F, F is in, yeah, Frank and then L is in Lima. Okay. At jameslico.com. At James. It's just my name. James Lico spelled L I C O, all one word. L I C O. Yeah, I had that on my phone. Dot com. Okay. Okay. So, you know, um, we've been, she hasn't had her carpet clean in 15 years. Do you think that could be any part of it? Sure. Uh, I know, I know. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I know. Someone mute your phone, please. It's getting a little loud. 
Okay, Donna, here's what's making me sad right now. Um, don't uh, try not to get to the point where I, it, it's hard to know who to trust. It is. It really is. But um, you can't really get the information you need if you don't trust this a little bit, you know? You have to remember they already know where you are. Oh, I know. I've been on both sides of me. And my roommate, she's, she, I gave her Dr. John Hall's uh, guinea pig to read on targeting individuals today. And she didn't believe it. She's seen me go through all things, and she's seen them do stuff to my car. They're blowing drugs and chemicals up on my car from both sides of this house. Oh, I don't know. I think well, she's never going to believe it. What? Martha's never going to believe it. I can't hear you. If if they're a if they're a perp, they'd never believe it. She's a, she's going on eighty three years old. She's a real strong Christian woman, and uh, uh, I think she saw me lose my home behind this. I think she's afraid that that's going to happen. Oh, well, she could be. You might give her the video um, about Myra May I have it in my website. And look for it there. Okay. Um, I mean, if you think she can take it and handle it. I'm okay. I'm about done. I've had her talk with PIs, and um, no, she's she's definitely putting on the Stockholm syndrome. Okay. Well, don't be too. I'm I'm just being set up every way. To uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty. I, I'm not doing too well. Okay, but here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, anybody who's targeted is going through a lot. You know, they're trying to destroy them financially, physically, mentally, <laughs> reputation, everything. You know, that's the goal. We already know the goal, and we already yeah, know what they do to us. But but the, here's the thing, we have to get ourselves in a stronger place, period. You you just have to. You have to figure out how to get yourself in a mentally stable place, even if they never stop what they're doing. Let's just go with the fact that so far they haven't stopped with most of us, just about all of us. There are a few people who said that it has stopped, but for most of us it hasn't stopped. So how do you continue on knowing that this is still going to happen? They're still going to do the chemicals. They're still going to do the stalking. They're still going to do the home break-ins. They're still going to do the sleep I don't thing. think I'm going to make it. I, you, I don't well, think you I'm going to make it. Okay. If you have that attitude, the Bible says you should have whatsoever you say. You know, so you have to change that. If you if you want to live, then you can live as long as God intends for you to live. We're all going. We know that. We're all going one way, one day. But don't just lay down and get these people your life. Fight. Fight with all you have. Don't buy into that. I, I, think, I think what the deal is is I'm starting to see the realization of what it really is. And we're screwed. Bottom well, guess what? We, we are. We are, but guess what? We can still live until we die. 
and we can work to end it. You know, we can we can still it, it the way I see it is never going to end if we have a bunch of people that feel helpless and hopeless. But if we if we get strong, then yeah, we can get I, it to end. But people don't I believe tried that, to be and that's strong. why it hasn't happened. Renata, I came back to California from Arizona. I went from California, where I've been all my life, to Arizona, mountains, remote, and up there, and um, and then back and forth, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I came back here to really throw myself into it and fight it, and I don't see it, it, that it's going to do a tinker's stand. You don't uh, do what? You don't see I, what? I think that this program is just so wired. Um, it, it, I don't. I don't think it's going to be changed. Okay, so um, it probably won't in your life as long as you have that that attitude. But never mind them. What is it that you want for yourself? What is it that you want? Just forget I want, that they even exist for a minute. I want a job. I want my home back. I want my reputation back. I want to be able to have animals again and a beautiful garden again and and do my businesses. I want my life back. Okay, so reality speaking, we all want what you just said and, and some want even more, but reality speaking, we may never get our lives back the way it was. That's just reality. I'm just... Okay, then the next thing I would like to have. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can rebuild your life to at least a decent living, livable situation. There are people that work in this community. I'm one of them. Has the has the has the harassment stopped? No, it's actually pretty bad at work. But I still work. I talked to someone yesterday. Works. Some people work from home. You know, so it's up to you to get yourself in that strong enough place to where you have confidence, to where you believe, you know, and this is why the scriptures say that we, we walk by faith. We don't walk by what it looks like because you are absolutely correct. Not a, let, me just, let me just tell you this, okay? I really don't I've want got, to hear the I've got 24-hour chemicals going at night during the day. At night, I feel like I'm laying in a bed of acetone. During the day, it's flowing. Uh, I go to the market. They put the stuff in my car. I go anywhere. They put the stuff in my car. And and this means, Donna, Donna, this is why I asked you from the beginning if you had done your research on the formaldehyde because you need to take time. I know that you are, you know, that you're dealing with what you're dealing with, but you need to take a few minutes out of your day to try to research that. We have to help ourselves. And I'm really, truly not trying to be hurtful or harsh, but I'm just trying to help you understand that we have to help ourselves. We, we're going to have to help ourselves because we don't have a lot. That's what I put on that YouTube video yesterday. We don't have a lot of resources, and we don't have a lot of people helping us like we once did before. And we have trust issues, and, you know, real things are happening to us. <laughs> happening. But you're going to have to... Pull out that little bit of fight that you have left, you know, even if it's a little, and you're going to have to try to work yourself into a better situation. And it may start with trying to research how 
uh, what this formaldehyde is because someone on the, the last time you spoke on this call, you mentioned the chemicals and you mentioned that you were living in a trailer and someone said that trailers are full of formaldehyde. And so that can be a starting point for you to see uh, how to get around that or if there's anything that you can do and maybe that will help you. Don't give them all the power. Take the little bit that you have to try to help yourself. Well, the lady that owns the house, um, she doesn't believe anything. Okay, we can't worry about all of that. You have to get yourself healthy so that this, whatever these chemicals are, doesn't kill you. You know, I can't get healthy. This is just it. I can't get healthy in this situation, and I don't have the money. It's going to take a miracle. I have put some feelers out and stuff, but... But you know what? Miracles happen. I heard I heard a miracle just the other day from another T.I. Miracles happen. You have got to believe. I'm telling you, you have got to believe. I, I don't want to tell this person's business. I'm not even sure if this person's on the call, but trust me, miracles happen to T.I.s. One happened just yesterday, two days ago. They happen. The where are all the TIs? You know, people ask me, hey, where are all these 4,000 people that you talk about? Why aren't they helping each other? Okay, we don't know, but all we know is we have got to help ourselves. We got to help ourselves. I'm telling you, you you go you are going to have to pull yourself up by the bootstrap, ma'am. You're going to have to because you're 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 sounding hopeless right now, and that 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 saddens me because I've been there. I'm telling you, I have. And and just start with gratitude. Be grateful that you do have a place to live because some don't. Start your research on this formaldehyde. It may take you into other areas, you know, to try to figure out this chemical exposure. I do know other TIs that, that get that I as well. Know so. what the, I know what the exposure is. They're cooking okay, well, we need to try to find a thing going on here. Okay, we need to try to find a remedy. We need to try to find out how you can counter some of that getting into your body. You know, maybe there's something out there that can help you with that. I'm not sure. You start by reading what I wrote about chemicals. Okay, yes, no. there you go. Start by reading what James wrote. Information. You know, and just try to just try to help just try to try to get to a better place mentally. Are you I in California, it, Renata? I am. I'm in Oakland. Yes, I am. You're in California. Um can you keep your eye open for somebody down this way that wants to um two or three people get together, two to four people get together and live together? You're you in about that last week. What? what did you say, Charles? We were talking about that same thing last week. Yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't her. It was Brandy. I, yeah, I know. I know it wasn't her, but, you know, I mean, the subject was brought up last week. I mean, and it's, I mean, it's a necessity, but, um, you know, she can make a good point. But, um, um, you know, it's needed. But um, what, what others have said, uh, Renata and James said, okay, it, it's hitting on point is that, um, um, you get the okay from what I from what I'm listening to because I just came in on six, six o'clock hour hour late. Um, what I, what I'm hearing, okay, is that you got to stop giving the power to them, okay? Because that's what it sounds like to me. It seems like you just capitulated, 
you know, you're just giving it they all, you know, giving them all the power and all that, and and and, it, and they don't have it like that, okay? But you're giving well, it. Well, let to me them. let me just say, let me just butt in for for a quick second. Charles is a perfect example, and I don't want to tell your business; you can tell it yourself. But Charles has dealt with the homelessness on yeah. the street. That's why I'm saying people who who actually have somewhere to live, even if it's not your ideal situation, be grateful for that because Charles was on the street. He was calling into the calls from, from on the street. And he's he's picking himself up. He's starting to work. I mean, you can tell her, Charles, because we have to help yeah. each other to have a little hope. Okay. Yeah, well I mean what Lenata said, okay, it was true. I mean, for a few months I was I was I was homeless. Right? And um Living, you know, sleeping on the subways and stuff like that. Okay, even though I had a, a few resources as far as unemployment coming in, and um, um, I had uh, uh, my stuff in storage so I can change clothes and stuff. But um, you know, I had that that little bit going. I didn't had no car. Okay, so from what I understand, some below, some TIs when they fall in that position, they have a car. I didn't have one, and. Um, I kept pushing and, you know, also um, um, in the union. So I had to wait for, you know, for they for their nonsense to subside because there's a lot of um, um, negative activity in there as far as perpetrating and stuff like that. And I had to deal with that. And pretty soon things came, you know, things came through. All right. And now, well, and uh, you know. I, I when Charles was calling here, you would never know that Charles was going through that. You would never know. He was just whole regular conversation with the rest of us. He mentioned it every now and then, but it wasn't. You would never know. You know what I mean? And I might add, too, that he lives on the East Coast, so he dealt with extreme weather conditions while he was home. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. it's just that positive attitude that he had and that determination is getting him in a better place. So, like I said, miracles do happen. They happen, but you have to believe and you have to try. I, as I like to say, you have to put wings on those prayers. We can't just pray. we got to put wings on them. You have to do your part. Okay, I mean, well, that's what I say. Uh, I've never, I've been a hairdresser since I was 19 years old. I have, I've never had to have a resume, nothing. I just go in somewhere, I say, I'm here, this is what I say. Shut up. Who's doing that? Someone put your phone on mute, please. Put your phone on mute. I'll have to mute everybody. Hang on one second, please. One second. She was speaking. Go ahead. Finish. Donna. Donna? Yeah, I'm sorry. I am. I'm just, uh, it's just, I've known my friend since um, 1973, and for it to turn out like this, it's just, it's just, it it really just, it See, they know that's the stuff, that's why they're doing it. Hello? No, I don't, that guy doesn't do as much to me as anything. I mean, for your best friend to see you, I, I, I just have to mark it up because she must be afraid of losing her home. That's what i got to mark it up to. I think Donna that you're gonna have to not focus on anyone else right now, but turn all of your the little energy you have, turn it towards yourself. 
you know, and not worry about what people are doing, what they should be doing. We've all had people turn on us. I, I can't even count how many have turned on me, but we still have to go on. You have a life to live. You have to go on. We can all the stories that you're telling. We can all tell that same story in a different way. Not to minimize what you're going through, but I'm saying that you really need to focus on yourself right now, and just say with a little bit of energy. There's a, a Bible story about um, oh, the virgins, and they all had lamps in their oil. I think five had um, oil in their lamps, and the other five didn't. And the, the five that didn't have uh, oil in their lamps, they asked for oil from the ones who did. And the ones who did said, no, I'm not giving you my oil because then I won't be able to light my own lamp. But what I'm saying is don't give away all your oil. Don't give away all your energy. Save some for yourself. It's not a selfish thing. You have to take care of you. You have got to take care of you, especially right now when you're going through all of this stuff, you know, and they're hitting you real heavy. We've all we we all can relate to that. But you know, I like to bring I like to bring up an illustration too. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody saw the the movie Wizard of Oz, right? I mean, okay, huh? (laughs) Anyway, all right. So, so I mean, okay. I mean, uh, the the three main characters besides Dorothy, all right? Um, okay, the uh, Scarecrow, the uh, Tin Man, and the Lion, right? Well, what the what the um, scarecrow represents? The scarecrow represents awareness, right? He represents awareness, all right? The what? He represents what? Awareness. Awareness. Right. The what? Awareness. Being aware of Consciousness. Awareness. Okay, thank you. Yeah. All right. And, and Tin Man, Tin Man, he represents what? Compassion. His relationship to what's going on around him. Okay? And his place in it and all that. Okay, compassion. All right? And what was the last person? The lion, right? Will. The will. The will power. Okay? And that's what you got to drum up. You got to, I mean, you got to have the will. All right, and, all and the lion was, the was courage. The lion was courage. Also. Yeah, which is which is will, which is willpower. Mhm. Yeah. That's true. Go ahead. Yeah. So I'm just saying, you know, that is an illustration. Okay, cause, you know, it's it's uh, like an esoteric study. Um, that um I was in the discussion with a few years ago with a few people. Anyway, what I'm saying is, okay, all that surround was, and they all surrounded the, um, um, Dorothy who represent was the female who represented Earth and all that. But the thing is, okay, all that is in you. Those three main things is in you. Awareness, compassion, and the will, courage, okay? And you got to put those things forward. I hope that helps. That's true, Charles. Very, very true. Are you staying in California because you're uh, because your family? Hmm? No, huh? I'm Donna. Oh. What's that? He said, "Are you are you staying in California because of your family?" No, I'm not staying here because of my family. It's because I I I um. I know more people here than I do anywhere else, and in a way, it's good. In a way, it's uh, got a lot of enemies. And but I figure it's better to be around some people that I do know. I I I went up by my kids, and 
you know, they could it was too estranging. It's not like super hot. Somebody please put your phone on me. Okay, I have to mute everybody. Okay, so everybody's muted because um, it's too loud. And I've asked you guys over and over to please uh, mute yourself if you have noise in your background. I understand that because, you know, we have, <clears throat> excuse me, we have families and things and, you know, real things happening in our houses. So I understand the noise. I'm just asking if you could, when when you know your noise is a little loud, if you can put yourself on mute and then I don't have to do it. So star eight if you want to speak. Uh, Renata? This yes, is Melinda. Hi. I want to talk to Donna. Uh, Donna, you know who I am, Melinda. Um, I want you to give me a call. We're, uh, we're setting up a kind of phone tree to have everybody have some contacts that you can call every day. This, uh, Keith mentioned this. I think it's a great idea. It's like I go for days and the phone doesn't ring and nobody knows I'm alive and I could just be swept out of here by whomever and nobody would know I'm gone, you know. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I wonder, uh, Donna, if your sense of curiosity, if number one, you know who made the trailer, who manufactured it, and the date it was manufactured, you usually can get that if you go under the chassis, and there's usually a metal plate that tells you all that, the model number. Then call the manufacturer and find out exactly what chemicals they used. I think you sound, from when I first uh, met you about a year ago, that you've been very sensitized, as I have been. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to get some of those old scents back, and I realize that they're not in this unit because I've had three people here when they've, you know, started with this stuff. Nobody smells it but me, so it's sensitizing, which in one way is good because it means it's not really affecting deeply as a real, you know, particulate would uh, negatively. But on the other hand, you really have to get either frequencies going or something going for yourself that you can walk a few steps away and be out of the realm of those things. And uh, I, I always say you have to be proactive here because they'll bury us. I mean, they started to bury me and I just stood up and turned around and just said, I can't let this happen to me. So um, you want to get together with three people in the area, let's arrange it, you know. Um, Whatever you want, let me know. You've got my number. I've got yours. Uh, I think it's the same one. And, uh, you know, in in, um, God bless Donna because she's living with relatives, but they... Do not support her, and they are not nice, and um, it, and then it's hard to, uh, you know, take a situation that's established and walk away. So it's it's a difficult situation. But Renata's right; you should be so grateful you have some place, and then you th- always thank God first, and then make your little requests afterwards. Um, and that's acknowledged. I feel it is with me. Um, anything I, I, I please let me know. I believe in that. I believe in gratitude. I can think of at least, uh, and let me just be honest, I, every day I can think of at least a hundred things 
to complain about. I really can. With all this targeting. And, and I, I beat you, babe. I got 132. <laughs> yeah, and I probably have more than that, really. That's being modest. But I usually try to think of that one, at least one, to be grateful for. You know, because there, there is much to be grateful for. And, yes, these people do so much. But we just really need to be determined not to just give them our every existence. You know what I mean? Not our every thought, our every action, our every complaint, our every, you know, because then God's not in that, you know. And I'm I'm determined to just show gratitude because there's so much to be thankful for, you know. And yeah, you know, and when you do to... show gratitude, a lot of times other doors open up. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Don't ask yeah. for them but and don't expect them. Always expect nothing. I say you'll never be disappointed. So when you do get something, it's such a bonus. And uh, ask what you can do for yourself. I ask that every day. And MD being just put on some frequencies in the chat room that are mind-blowing. They're not attractive, but they sure took away the um, tinnitus and the pressure on the head. Thank you, MD being. Well, you, you, like you, said, you said something. You said... Um, you ask what you can do for yourself every day, and that's very important. Also, ask how you can be of service to others every day. Yes. Really. How, yeah. how can you help someone else? Because it helps you take the focus off yourself and yes. you're helping other uh-huh. people as well. And this is a very narcissistic forming environment that we each are living in. Yes. We get All we can do is focus on ourselves, and we get, I think, too self-centered. I've heard it. I've been there. And uh, it, 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 that's why you have to step out of that box, that matrix, and, and do something else and, and go for something else. And Donna is extremely talented. I've seen her designs. And it is frustrating. Um, they've ruined my index fingers on both hands. So I was uh, going to design jewelry, and I've got all this jewelry stuff I invested in, and now I can't design it or make it because I can't hold the pliers and do the work. So it's very frustrating. So... You know, I had a famous director say to me once, if something doesn't work, do something else. I thought that was profound. Uh, it's real simple, isn't it? Um, he was going to shoot a, a lady jumping off a ski jump, and it snowed. They couldn't even see her when they turned the camera on. And this was a multi, multi-million dollar production. He said, when something doesn't work, you do something else. And I thought, yeah, boy, is that simple, but so overlooked. Because I personally tend to stay stuck too long in one one thing that I, you know what I mean? I don't give up soon enough sometimes and move on to something more positive. Mm-hmm. Okay, who, thank you. Um, who was that I just unmuted? Is that you, Donna? Um, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, this is the deal. I can be out waxing the car with getting the stuff off that has washed up on both sides from both neighbors doing what they do. And then the one will open the door up and throw this chemical out and slam the door. And I'm out there getting sick and burning and all this. And then two hours later, she does it again. Then I go to the store. They've put it in my car. Then, you know, I mean, it's like everywhere, you know, and it's like... um. And at night, I'm laying in a bed of acetone. It, it's you can only take so much. I mean, um, Donna, okay, well, 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 Donna, when did your brother buy that trailer? When did he buy that? Did he buy this that? This isn't for you? my brother. Or your brother-in-law? 
No, no. This is. I think you're thinking of someone else. Jim. I used to be in Arizona. Remember? Okay. No, no. You in Burbank? No, no. Okay. Excuse you're, me. You're excuse thinking me. of uh, somebody else. Okay, oh, okay. No, no. I apologize. No, no, excuse me. Okay, let's just assume that this is formaldehyde. We don't know, but let's just assume that this is formaldehyde, and let's look for solutions. Okay, we already we know what you're uh, doing. I have a question. How come yeah. no? How come no one ever recognizes what it really is? Um, I don't. I I don't know. I'm not there. I'm not an expert. I I have no idea what it I is. I am so there, just, and I do know what's going on. Okay, well, let's, do you believe that it's formaldehyde, or what do you believe that the, that the chemicals I believe, are? I believe that it's what I said, creating other things also, because it's washing through the underneath of the place. Okay, well, so, let's, let's, just, let's just look for solutions, because I'm, I'm a solution-oriented person. Um, so I found something online. I want to read it. I do not know if this is formaldehyde. You probably should check with an expert. I don't know. But let's just go off the assumption that it may be. And for other people who may be getting formaldehyde um, poisonings. Okay, so here's, here's an article I found. Formaldehyde is one of the most commonly used chemicals, which is used in a wide range of processed products. It is used as a sterilizer, uh, fumigate, like to fumigate, the house or something, preservatives, and et cetera. Formaldehyde is widely used for the production of plastic, paint, cosmetics, and other pharmacological products. Since the use of formaldehyde is rampant, there is increased risk of an individual coming in contact with the chemical at work or at home. Formaldehyde is a colorless gas which has a pungent odor. Do you smell anything, Donna? All right. Yeah, but um, not usually not as much as feeling it in my okay. skin and inside my stomach and stuff. Okay. Um, though formaldehyde may be stored in liquid form, it is very volatile and tends to evaporate very easily. Symptoms of exposure to formaldehyde. The symptoms associated with formaldehyde poisoning uh, depend upon the severity of the exposure and the quality of the chemical that is ingested or inhaled. Depending upon the severity, the symptoms are categorized based on low, moderate, and high exposure. The symptoms include low exposure symptoms include irritation and burning in the eyes with excessive uh, lacrimation, L-A-C-R-Y-M-A-T-I-O-N, um, often, contact exposure is associated with irritation of the skin, upper respiratory tract irritation, which may result in coughing and soreness in the throat are commonly observed. Moderate exposure symptoms include burning in the eyes and the respiratory tract. The individual may report of difficulty in breathing, and the symptoms may be associated with persistent coughing. High exposure symptoms include irregular heartbeat with tightness and pain in the chest. Often the condition is associated with severe pulmonary irritation, which may result in pulmonary edema and is responsible for death. Prolonged exposure is often associated with development of cancers. Now, do you recognize any of those symptoms that I just read? Yeah. Which ones? 
because it said uh, irritation and burning oh, in the eyes. Oh, okay. So maybe it might be this. I, I would strongly suggest that you see a doctor, really. Well, um, there's big spots. Wait, wait. There's big spots coming up on the carpet from underneath. Okay. And uh, this, stu- and it's the same stuff that washes up on my car. And they're okay, sending so, it. They're sending okay. it from one side of the place to the other side. Okay. Fact. So okay. So we're trying to we're trying to get this sorted out here. I, I strongly would suggest you see a doctor. That that's that would be my suggestion. Um, the treatment for formaldehyde depends on the severity of the poisoning. Now they're talking about how they treat this formaldehyde poisoning. Um, the treatment for formaldehyde depends on the severity of the poisoning and the age and general health condition of the patient. Here are some simple steps for formaldehyde poisoning treatment. It is of prime importance that the cause of the poisoning be identified. This is crucial to prevent subsequent episodes of formaldehyde poisoning. Once the the cause is identified, doctors perform patch tests to determine the presence of formaldehyde in the patient's body. So they do have a test for this. So you don't have to guess. You can be tested for this, Donna. Um, symptomatic treatment is provided to treat to treat the patient. A gastric wash is given in order to wash out any of the accumulated formaldehyde which may have entered the body through the oral route. In cases of severe respiratory dysfunctions, the patients are put onto a mechanical ventilator to pump in air and clear the gas accumulated in the respiratory system. Medications and drugs are prescribed to dilute the air passage and reduce edema in the air passage. Okay. So there's some more to this. Are you in the chat room? Uh, no, I've never been in the chat room. Okay. Well, let me give you the name of this website because this sounds like some good information. Do you have a pen? Yes. It's called tanburst.com, T A N D U. What? Like T like Tom. T like Tom. Oh, T. A- yes, T like Tom. A N D U R U S T. So Tan. D U R. Yes. T A N D like David. U R. U like umbrella. S T. Like what? I'm sorry. They're messing with my phone. I can't understand you. T A N. B-U-R-U-S-T dot com. Okay, so T-A-N-B-U-R-U-S-T. No, D like David, D like David, T-A-N, wait, D like wait, David. No, 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 it's, it's not happening. Can you start from the beginning? T like Tom. Uh-huh. A, A like Adam. N like Nancy. D like David, U like umbrella, R like Renata, U U like umbrella, S like Steve, and T like Tom. S, S, T? Yes, S like Sam, and T like Tom. They did this all night, Jimmy, last night on the call. I could not understand hardly anything that was said. Okay, so I want you to look Thank that you. up, and here's a little bit more. Exposure to formaldehyde is inevitable, especially among workers working in industries using the chemical. 
Specific mandatory legislative norms have been designed and prescribed throughout the globe. Um, and it just goes on use of ventilators, use of personal protective equipment. Okay, so this sounds like some good information. I would strongly suggest that you continue your research on whatever chemical you think it is. Try to get to the bottom of it. Don't just sit there and, you know, be sick and die from it, but actually get some help. Uh, you should try to see a doctor. Uh, I would not I, I, do what you want to do, but you, you may not want to go in there saying, you know, about the targeting and they're putting this here and there. You may want to say you believe it may be because of the um, the trailer and request that you be um, tested for this because this article says that there are tests and there is medication. So Does uh, the health department come out and, and test the trailer, or is that something I, I, you have to do yourself? That's something you would you would have to look into. I have no, I really don't know, but I I'd think call them and find out. Call you on. can call and find out, but I definitely think you should see a doctor because your breathing sounds much different than it did the last time. Yeah, you I'm, spoke I'm you. starting to get breathing problems. But the, yeah. the stuff that they keep putting in my car, I, I'm telling you, it's brutal. Okay, well, the, here's the thing. If you see a doctor, they test you, they find that you do have some chemical exposure, and they give you some medication, maybe it can counter whatever they're doing. But you're going to have to try, you know, to, to get some help with this. Well, I've been to the emergency when it first started over and over. I went to the doctor over and over. Nobody could do anything. Well, request. That's why I'm saying knowledge is power. So now you now you see, based on this article, that they do do tests for this. So you're gonna have okay. to go in there requesting the test, and if they won't sounds give you a good. test, you, you have sounds, to just you know be like very persistent. Point. Yeah, yeah, because you don't you don't want this to get worse. You know, whatever it is, you doesn't you don't want it to get worse. Well, I've just been thinking I'm going to die, and who cares? Nobody cares, and I'm just crazy. Well, and I'm not we crazy. I'm not crazy. Well, and you know what? The only person that it really matters that knows that is you. It doesn't matter if other people believe that or not. You know? Well, yeah, it does kind of matter because then, you know, it ruins your profession. It ruins your friendships. Uh you know, you are put in a very precarious situation, a dangerous situation, actually. Well, you know what? It matters, but it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? It's a self-esteem thing. It really doesn't matter. I mean, people think I'm crazy, but I still work. I, this is a smear campaign. This I know is that not. They, they put a propaganda campaign out on me, and I have not been able to get a job. Well, you know what? I think once you get yourself in a healthier place and a better place, you'll see that things will begin to change. Do a resume. Don't you can't just walk I in have anymore. A resume. I have an amazing history in hairdressing. Amazing. Great. And you know who's you, getting the jobs? The flawless beauties that are 18 years old. Well, that happens. You have to go to a salon where they uh, go for older women. Now, my mother, when she started going back to salon, she found one, a gal named Mame. Mame was in her 50s. She would not go to young hip salons, especially in Beverly Hills. My mother wouldn't do. So she Linda, went to, you know, West Hollywood. Linda, 
You know, I've done this since I was 19 years old. Believe me, I know the business. I could go to work at Ulta right now, which I've worked there twice already, but it's not my first choice. But I have to have a book to 10 to 15 clients. Uh, the way well, Donna, running, Donna, I, Donna, I think you're really going to have to change the way you're looking at some things. There are people on this call that can tell you that, you know, we can do some things. Everything is not lost unless you just buy into that. They really want us to buy into that. But there are those of us who work, and we get tortured every day at work, but we still work. And they want you, they wanted us to think that we could never find a job as well, but we but we found one. You know, maybe not be our ideal profession. Maybe God wants to move you into something else. I don't know. But it's not a hopeless situation. It's really not. It's really truly not. It's it's hard. You know, the targeting is it's very hard. But it's you know it's doable. Your life is still doable, and it's worth the try. It is. You're not alone in this. Everything you describe, we go through it too. Right, Melinda? Melinda's still there? She was there a moment ago. But we go through it too. You know, we do. They want you to think that all is lost, that it's over, but it's not. So keep fighting and stay strong. Well, thank you for the encouragement. I'm sorry I'm so obstinate. I'm just going down. No, it's just okay. I, I understand. I've been there, with you. and sometimes I'm still there. But just just be encouraged, you know, and pray and ask God for strength to get through this. But definitely call a doctor soon and try to get some help for that, okay? Yes. Okay, I'm going to put you back on hold, um, unmuting some other people. Just start eight if you want to speak again. Okay, I just unmuted someone. Who was that? It's Brandy. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I didn't want to miss the phone. My phone was dead, so Whew, okay. I made it in time. How are you doing? How's everything? You know, you know how it is. I've been out and about, so you know what kind of mood I'm in coming back. But just listening to this call kind of gives me hope. So I'm just, I'm just kind of hanging out. Here. Okay, I want to I want to ask you a question, a personal question, and feel free to say no if you sure. if you like. But okay. for people on I don't know how long you've been on the call, but some people on this call need encouragement today. So we were we were saying, well, first of all, I think that we all have a testimony and we all can encourage one another. That's the whole purpose of this call to encourage, you know, to try to support one another. And right. so we have people, you probably weren't here for the beginning of the call, but we have people on the call today who kind of feel um, a little bit hopeless with their living situation and with, you know, different uh, targeting that they're going through and not able to find work and, you know, not able to find a good place to live and, you know, things like that. So I'm wondering if you mind sharing your testimony because I was saying earlier that miracles do happen. They happen. Even yes. the TIs, miracles happen. So yes. it's totally up to you if you want to share, but I know that you have an excellent testimony, a recent testimony um, yes. of a miracle that just recently happened. Right. Um, I don't know if anyone's heard um, heard heard me on the calls, but 
basically what I did was to get my child in the car and we went from the East coast to the West coast. We just left to go across country. And, um, we, we have endured a lot and had some things to happen and it winded us up here and we ended up homeless, you know? So as of what was the day that we, we were sleeping in a parking lot at Walmart, my son and I, my son's nine, he has special needs. And we were actually sleeping in a parking lot and we were blessed with an apartment. So we're not, we're not homeless anymore, you know, it's very isolated. And in that very same week, you know, I feel like God sent Renata to, to my life because now I have someone to talk to. I'm not isolated and we have a place to be, you know, and it, it just seems, I, I know how hopeless it seems. I, I mean, every day the constant beat down, but I also can't do anything but raise my hand up and, and praise God because I, I also know that when it seems like it's at its worst, he will do it for you. I mean, me saying I'm coming in, I'm coming into a place to stay. I'm not going into my car in 100-plus degree weather, which is what we were we were looking at. And the way that it happened, it had to be God because I didn't have what I needed to have to be able to get into a place. And we were able to get into one anyway in a city that I don't even know where I'm at. I don't, you know, I'm I'm – thousands of miles from everything I've ever known, but yet he's, he's sustaining me every day. And I mean, you know, it's not boasting because I just, you know, I take it one day at a time, just like everybody else, but I can say that he hasn't left us. I know it feels like, my goodness, it just feels like everything is lost. I mean, I, it was so bad with me and my son that we didn't have money for food and he was hungry. I didn't have any money, you know, and I'm not the kind of person I'm not going to ask anybody. I do need someone sometimes to bounce ideas off of, but I, I wouldn't ask for anything. I, you know, we were making it and we got down to about $2 and we were able to get a drink and some chips. And that's what I fed him, you know, and praise God today. You know, we went to Burger King. Now I don't eat out for a lot of reasons. I'm sure you all know why, but we did that today, me and my son. You know, I, most people, a trip to Burger King means nothing. But when you're a person that has had nothing and still really have nothing, but the grace of God, it means a whole lot. So, you know, I don't want to just talk y'all no. off, but, and that's my son in the background. But, you know, he, he hasn't left us. That's all I can say in every way, no. shape, form, or fashion. He hasn't left us, so. No, thank, no. No, thank you so much, Randy. Um, And to me, that's just a true miracle because uh, what Brandy did not say is that she, when she went in to talk to the lady about the apartment, the lady gave her the keys that same day, and she was able to, you know, to 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 stay there ever since that day. And that's why I think God, he he's a miracle worker. So don't 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 give up. Um, and back to the gratitude thing. If you are a person that is homeless, or even if you're not homeless and you're you're a single person and you're struggling, thank God that it's just you. Because this lady has a son to think about. You know, a son that was sleeping outside with her. That is hard. So just when we think we're having the rough, somebody's having the rougher. You know, and that's and it's important I think to share. Um, these stories so that it will give somebody else encouragement and someone else hope. So thank you so much, Brandy, for sharing that. And I'm so happy for you and your son. <laughs> I'm so happy. 
Thank you. I am. It just, you know, things just look better from there. And and Brandy's um, attitude is real positive from what I can gather. It's very, you know, it's very positive. Even when she was going through all that, she was still positive and she was still saying, I want to work. I want to work. You know, I will work. I, I work from home, but my computer's not working. You know, she was always looking for ways to help herself. You know, mm-hmm. going to the library every day, doing research, looking for apartments. You know, you cannot give up, no matter how rough. You can't give up. This lady has a son that she has to, you know, try to take care of. This is that can't be easy. You know, so just keep trying, everybody. Don't 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 ever give up. There's a reason. There's a reason why each of us are still here. We could have easily taken our own lives due to this torture that we're going through. We could have easily done it. I've been there. Trust me, I have. And everybody already knows, you know, that story. But And sometimes I still get very down. I do. I get very down. And, and I feel helpless and hopeless at times, too. But I just don't allow myself to stay there. And I really thank God for that, that I, I, I don't allow myself to stay in that place. Because if you stay in that place too long, you you will just feel more of that and more of that, and eventually mm-hmm. you will do what you don't want to do. You know, so there's a reason why you are, all of us, are, are, are leaning back on that little bit of fight that we have. It's a reason. And you have to ask yourself, what is the reason why I'm still here? Why am I still fighting? I'm thirsty. You know, when it seems hopeless and helpless, why? Why am I still in this fight? You're in this fight for a reason, and you need to figure out what that reason is and keep fighting. Keep fighting. If there's nothing more than you don't want to be defeated by these crazy people, you know, that's enough right there to make you want to fight. Mm -hmm. You know, how dare them? Mm -hmm. That's what I tell myself. How dare them? That makes me angry that a few people think that they can control billions of people. Right. You know, who, 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 who died and made them die? You know, nobody. So find the reason that you want to fight and keep fighting. And the Bible tells us to fight the good fight of faith. It's a faith walk. We can't see it, but we believe it. We believe it's going to be better. <laughs> You know, some of our forefathers, they believed it was going to be better. And it was, slightly better anyway. But we'll take whatever we can get in the better department. We'll take whatever we can get. <laughs> we'll just work it from there. Okay, there are people who want to comment. Start eight if you'd like to comment. I did have everyone unmuted, but someone um, had a noisy background, so I muted everyone. So uh, start eight. And I'm working from my little device here, so. Okay. Hello. Just unmuted you, California. Oh, Hello. I just wanted to say, hello, can you hear me? Yes, 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 Donna, go ahead. Okay, I, I just wanted to say, this is my pity party day. Um, my 19-year-old son was killed by a drunk driver, Um and uh, I thought nothing could compare to that, nothing. And really, this doesn't compare to that. But I have a feeling that some of the people that um, were involved in that is involved in this. And um, it's just a sad, sad situation. 
Well, first, I, I want to say I'm so sorry about your son. I really am. That's that's terrible. Um, and I'm wondering if I've been a TI for a long time. Somebody hit me out of nowhere, and I had to let my two older ones go live with a dad that killed me over the way he lived and everything. Uh, so I kind of lost them in a way, and I was trying to get those relationships reestablished when this hit my life. And uh, I won't go into the relationships with him now. Um, shoot, I don't, I don't want it near him. Uh, so anyway, it's it's a wash. It's uh, well, you know, when we when we just when we think we lost everything, we learn to lean on God. He said He would never leave us or forsake us. You know, and we're just gonna have to um, learn to just be content. You know, with what we have, and I don't mean accept everything. I mean on a survival level. This is what we have. This is what it is. These people are gone from my life. It really, really, really hurts. And that's for all of us. It really hurts. Um, Brandy and I were talking about that yesterday, how bad it hurts. You know, when your relatives, the people who've known you all your life, they, they're gone. You know, somehow these people were able to manipulate them and, you know, they they treat you just like the stalkers treat you. It's hard. It's a very hard thing to deal with, but it is what it is. We have to continue on. We have to. We really do. Your your life, our lives, you're worth living. They're worth living. Okay, I'm going to unmute the next person, which is Pennsylvania. And... Forgive me if it's taking a while, but I'm just trying to do this from my cell phone because my computer's not working right. Okay, you, you're unmuted, Pennsylvania. Hi, Renata. It's Helena again. My battery actually died out of my phone, so I have been on for the last 20 minutes. I did get the paperwork, though. And, okay, you good. know, that, that lady who is the hairdresser, I never, when I walk into one of those cheapy, you know, salons because I can't afford the $100 stuff anymore, I mm-hmm. always, always, always look for the older one and, and because they know how to cut my hair. You know, I'm, I'm over 60. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want the newer chip chop. So that should give her some hope. Um, I always go for the older lady. I just point. I don't know the person's name. It's like, is she going to be available soon? Does she have a line? <laughs> and well, you know what? There's 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 an encouragement right there. And thank you for that, Helena. Because uh, uh, Donna, there's some encouragement right there. Helena's saying she looks for the older lady, and that's a good point because I'm sure there's a lot of people that that would look for the older lady. Truthfully, I don't think it's my age at all. I think it's the propaganda that they put out on me. I know it is, in fact. Oh, well, propaganda is me through the mud. If I can, uh, uh, like, give you a little bit of a positive feedback on that, I mean, look at poor President Obama. He's got gads of people around him to do his public relations and to talk for him and spin things in the right way and he, he still has the name of dirt you know folks there are so many people who are just 
sliming him, which I find it to be. I don't have a big public relations department behind me. It's just me. And, of course, it's easy for my neighbors to talk against me. And if they say it often enough, just like they say it often enough about our President Obama, people start believing it. It, it just happens that way. And, and you just have to find the strength within yourself. I know I do. I just kind of laugh about things. I have one uh, neighbor. I've lived here for almost 35 years or something. One neighbor, Charlotte, uh, we used to go for two-mile walks every other day. And she told me, she told me that she slept, she had a relationship with a priest. And so every time, I mean, she's one of the ones that are harassing me. So I said, there's the one that loves to sleep with priests. Just put a call no. on and she'll do ya. She'll do ya. Okay, so so you, so she, has she um, turned on you? Is she oh, now said, one of your harassers? Well, she's said horrendous things to my daughter and my daughter isn't. Uh, talking to me, and furthermore, I haven't seen my grandson, who was only two and a half years old, and that was nine years ago. So um, don't make me cry. But yeah, I mean, she's she's the one that spread the rumors. Uh, okay, so so my point in my point in bringing that up is because I'm trying to help Donna to see we all go through these same type of things, you know, people you were once very close with. And I want to ask. Um, let me see if this is Charles. I, I think that might, I don't know whose background that is, but no, I have to meet everybody again. But you know what, Renata, uh, the, that, her harassment has stopped because I was able to chitter-chatter that way to my chickens. You know, I'm not saying it to other people. I'm not saying it to human beings. I'm just out in my yard, and she just backs off. She just goes in the house. She doesn't want to listen to that. But, you know, she loves to, her choice of sleeping with priests and just put a collar on and she'll do you. She disappears. You know, so I'm not telling it to people in the neighborhood or anything like that. If they happen to hear me, that's fine. I don't care. But it's the truth. And so, you know, and she's backed off. But she's already wow. ruined the relationship. I mean, nine years of not seeing my two-and-a-half-year-old grandson, and he's like, what, like 13 now? He especially needs me. And God knows as a teenager how he's growing up. So you have to turn it around. You have to turn it you around. Really you really do. You really do. Yeah. You really do. Thank you. I'm going to put you on mute because I kind of think that well, we have three people unmuted. So, well, two people. So it's one of the two. Is it? Okay. I was, okay. Trying, to, I was trying to turn my volume down because I do have that reading material. And I didn't know if you wanted before you mute me. And this phone, I can't. Yes. What, what, what's the website? Or the, or the title? Either one. Yeah, here it is. Well, there's, okay. No, no, no. I'll be done in a few minutes. I'd much rather listen anyway. It is um, Non-Lethal Weapons, Terms, and References. That's the title. Okay. And, it, and it's, um, it's like 77 pages. It's edited by Robert Bunker, B-U-N-K-E-R, and it is done by I-N-S-S, Occasional Paper 15, and the second author group, these are three groups, United States Air Force Institute for National Security Studies, And then the third one is United States Air Force Academy in Colorado. 
And I do apologize. I do have a website on the back last page, but I don't think that gets you directly to it. But if, if, if someone was able to, most people are able to look it up using this. It is a 1996 declassified report, and it is on non-lethal weapons. The term okay. and, and reference. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I found it. Thank you. Could I can I tell you one of the books that I got out of this the ream of terms and references? It is the effects of directed energy weapons. And then there's a colon, lasers, comma, high power microwaves, comma, particle beams. And then it explains it. It's not that technical. It's written by Philip Nielsen, and that's N as in Nancy, I as in Indigo, E as in Edward, L as in Larry, S as in Sam, E E as in Edward, N as in Nancy. And by the way, he is the vice president of a research uh, facility, Defense Engineering Services, uh, headquartered in Dayton, Ohio, that he worked for 26 years for the Air Force, and he specialized in uh, directed, advanced directed energy weapon systems. Okay, this is great. Thank and you then, so much. And then you can also go to their professional society, which is DEPS.org. That's directed energy professional society dot org, except they use the initials. And there's there's other uh, data here that high energy lasers, lethality data collection standards, um, and then there's another book called Effects of Directed Energy Weapons. I mean, there's, there's just what I came across three weeks ago was just a huge cache of information. But go ahead and mute me, please, because this phone that I got after the other one went dead, I can't. I don't have that feature to mute myself. Okay, we'll do. Thank you so much for the information. Thank you. And just start start eight if you want to speak again. Okay, thanks. Okay, I see you, New York. Give me a minute. Trying to unmute you, New York. Pick up my music you back. <coughs> Excuse me. Hello. New York. Yes. Yes. You got a comment? Well, I would just like to say one thing. Uh, we also have to be reminded Jesus Christ was gang stalked too, and he was eventually killed. And he died yes, for he all was. of us. He died for all of us. That's right. Who's speaking? I'm from New York. Okay, so I'll call you New York, okay? Okay. 
Okay. But that's all. <laughs> that's all unless I you want. want to give your name. Unless you want to give your name. Mm-hmm. I don't like to force people to give up their identity if they don't want to. Oh, you can no, make up a name. It's up to you. New York. Okay, New York. Um, yeah, and I hear the accent, too. <laughs> um, we have quite a few New Yorkers on this call. Um and you're right. And I had a conversation with someone about that the other day. You're right. Jesus was spat on. He was, he was stoned. He was talked about. So I mean, all, none of this. That's the Bible. Right. Like, none, nothing's new under the sun. None of it. And he was lied on. So it really doesn't. Uh, the young lady was saying that um, the more that people talk about you, it, people begin to believe it. But then when you think about Jesus Christ, that's what they did. And so it was really out of pure ignorance, but he eventually died for us. So if they talked about him and killed him, what do you think could possibly happen to us? Because exactly. we can't measure. And we're going to be persecuted. You That's know, right. As Christians, we're going to be persecuted, and you're seeing that. We are seeing that more and more, you know, and I truly believe that it is a spiritual warfare. I do, too. You know? Um, yeah. We we're gonna we're gonna have to there's no way I mean when you're targeted, you're targeted. That's exactly what it means. It means you are targeted. They are going to do things to you, you know, and we just have to learn how to um to get through it. You know, and it's a decision to just go on anyway. I mean we could we could swap stories all day long about what they do. I trust me, I I have many stories about the things they do to me. It's constant, but I'm not willing to just give up who I am and give up my life. And really, when you talk about the smear campaigns, as um, the lady was talking about the smear, Donna was talking about the smear campaigns and how, you know, they uh, discredit you, and that's not exactly what she said, but, you know, how they assassinate your character and all of these things, that that is a real thing. That's true, and, and it, it does affect you know, you uh, being able to get a job, it affects your cre- credibility, it affects friendships. It is, we, we know this. We already know these things. But here's what I'm, what, I, what I'm learning. The only thing that really matters is how I feel about me. I know the truth. I know the truth. I have spent way too long trying to convince people I'm not a criminal, I don't steal, I'm a good person. I'm done with that. I'm done. I know who I am. And that's, that's what you're going to have to do. And you know what? The way you live your life, people who are genuine and people who are not involved in this, they will know. Your character that's correct. Speaks for itself. That's you right. You know what I mean? Your character speaks for itself. And this is why they constantly try to get you out of character so that the people who are not involved can look at you and say, oh, my goodness, look how she's going off. Look how she's cussing everybody out. Look how she's acting like she's crazy. Look how she's always stressed out. No, be who you are. Your character will speak for itself. Believe me, it will. And everybody, every single person on this planet is not involved. They're not. And there are good people that will say, well, wait a minute. I've never seen her act like that. I've never seen him do that. I don't believe he's a pedophile. I don't think she robs, you know, banks or steals cars. You know what I'm saying? There are good people out there. And you just have to believe that and you just have to trust God. And 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 for Donna was saying, you know, about the job situation, there are TIs who work. 
There are. That's and right. there are there are TIs who want to work. And if you could talk to most targeted individuals, they would tell you that they had good careers. You know, they were able to take care of themselves, but these people robbed them from that. And we have to say enough of that. We're not letting them rob us of anything else. We're going to go out there and be able to take care of ourselves like everyone else. And if you can't find a job, create one. Do something. You know, they, they've ruined my reputation. They have demoted me. I've been demoted. I had a really good position at work. Because of this, they demoted me, retaliation. You didn't appeal it? No, I didn't. Why no, not? I didn't. Um, at that time, I really didn't know about this program. I was very stressed out. and But it's okay. It's okay. I continued to go to work, and I still continue to go to work at that same place. It's not okay, but it's okay. You know what I'm saying? That didn't make me quit. That's what they wanted me to do. So what I'm saying is we have got to do what is in our power, what is in our control, and just keep living. Just keep living and learn and, and, and pick up all the lessons along the way, become stronger along the way. Because that's what will happen if you do it right. You will become stronger along the way because you, you begin to look inside yourself for the answers, like what what's happening here? You know, what do I need to do? This is how you emerge a stronger person. If anybody's interested in knowing how becoming stronger, this is how I did it. I'll say there's many ways to do it. This is how God led me to do it. I started to just look inside, like what do I need to do to survive this? I have to do something here. I can't just sit here and wait and expect this to go away because it may never go away. It's been here, like this, like New York is saying, since Jesus has been here that long at least, you know, so it hasn't left so far. There's more technology involved here. So what do, what do I need to do to survive this? Because I've already made the decision that I'm going to survive it since they didn't get me to take those two bottles of pills. I'm going to live. I've decided I'm going to live. So now what do I need to do? Okay, I have to get rid of the fear. At least try to get rid of most of it. There are days where I'm still afraid, but for the majority, I have to get rid of most of that because God didn't give me that spirit of fear. So I'm going to start praying and asking God to help me through the fear. I'm going to start praying and asking him for courage. But not only am I going to ask him for these things, but I'm going to try to display some of these things in my daily life. So with me being afraid to go outside at one point because of all the police harassment and the helicopters, which you guys heard earlier, I'm going to be courageous. And I'm going to just go out there knowing they're out there anyway. And then a little bit of courage turns into a little more courage, turns into a lot of courage. So that's how you get stronger. Starts with a decision. Just for anybody worrying, uh, uh, wondering about that, you know. They and have some Cor- power. Go ahead. In First Corinthians 8, God, God says he's not going to put on you more than what you can bear. That's right. And he doesn't. He doesn't. And it it, it didn't break you, so it's going to make you stronger, you know, if you allow it to. 
And I'm 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 and I'm I apologize to Nana because I really don't mean to be insensitive in any kind of way because I'm telling you I've been there, and most TIs have been there, and sometimes we're still in that place. But I just it upsets me when people, you know, just feel totally hopeless because that's a trick of the enemy. They want us to feel hopeless and that they have all this power. But my guy rose with the power. He got the power. Believe it or not, and he's in this, and people will get mad at me saying that. He's in this somewhere, somehow, if for nothing else, to make Renata stronger because I've become much stronger. You know, so we just have to just trust, just trust God all the way through it. Just trust him. And if you're a person who's lost everything, he'll build that back up. Just look at the story of Job. Job lost everything. Joe with boils all over his body. His friends, his his own wife told him, just curse God and die. That's right. You're miserable. You're miserable. You're being tormented. Look at all these boils all over your body. Look at all your friends. Everybody's turned on you. You lost everything. You had all these cattle. You had all these riches. You had everything. Now it's all gone. Just curse God and die. And Joe said, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to curse God and die. The devil tempted Joe. He tried to torture him. He didn't give up. He stayed strong. God blessed him with quadruple of what he, he had. Showed. Because he showed his faithfulness. That's right. He stood strong. He never gave up hope. He never gave up on God. And that's how we have to be. He's in this. Believe me, because I'm going to speak for my life. He's in this. I know this now. I didn't. I had so many questions, and I still do for God. Why? I have the same questions everybody else has. But I know he's in the midst. He's in this. You have to believe it. And you have to stand up to these bullies. That's the other thing. Stand up to these bullies. Let them know. You could torture me, but it's not going to be easy. I'm still going on, and I'm still going to trust God, no matter what, through all of it. And just keep just keep keep doing what you're doing. I love um, testimonies like Brandy just gave us, like Charles just gave us. These are situations that didn't look good. Charles living on the street. He picked himself up. His attitude was so, his energy is always so good, always. And I'm not saying that everybody's going to be that way, but you could tell that he's a very conscious person. And look look how God's working in his life. Things are looking up. Same thing with Brandy, with the with the child on the street. Still positive, still trusting God. Look what happened. She got a K two in apartment. She's in a land she hasn't she don't even know where she is. She's in a total strange she knows not one person. Not one. So when people say, I don't know anybody here, I only have this one friend down the street. You have that one friend, praise the Lord. Because people like Brandy have nobody in that town, literally nobody. And stalkers coming out of the woodworks with a child. So find find a reason to be thankful. Just find one. And then you'll see that there's more than one, really. Sorry, I didn't mean to go on that rant, New York. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. If God is for you, no man can be against you. That's right. So tell us about yourself, because I don't remember talking to you before. Have we ever spoken? No, this is my third time. Usually I just listen. 
Okay. And I, you Would know, you like to say my, anything? Uh, no, no, I'm just still listening. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, would you mind saying which part of New York you're in? Or? Oh, Because we have several New Yorkers. Oh, you do? Yeah, we do. I'm in Westchester County. That's okay. So. Yes, New York seems to be um, pretty bad for the stalking, like California. Well, for the targeting, I should say, because not everybody gets stalking. For the targeting. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to let it beat me down because I know that I have a relationship with God, so I'm not going to let them beat me down. They try, but I'm not going to let them beat me down. Good for you. I think is is really so important to um, to have a spiritual foundation, especially going through this. Oh, praise yes. the Lord! I think the computer came up. Um, I really think that that's very important. You know, Christianity is 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 the route that I choose, that I believe, that I know is right. But if that's, I do understand that not everyone is of the Christian faith. So whatever faith, find find your higher being. Uh, I'm telling you, God is the only one, the way, the truth, and the light for me. But I do understand, and I respect other people's religion, but I would say find a spiritual um, foundation going through this. Don't go through this alone. There is a higher power. There is. And that's the only one that you can rely on because, again, you become disappointed with friends that turn on you because of these this these per, perps, as well as, you know, family. So the only one that you can rely on is God. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very, very true. So everybody, just be encouraged and hang in there and, and just ask yourself why you chose to, to, to go on another day or to go on those 12 years you've already been through this. Why did you choose to do that? You didn't have to. But you chose it for a reason, you know. So just just stay strong, everybody, because it's you know there's a lot going on in this world. We know with you know all these killings and all this stuff. This police, these police getting very militant, and you know there's just so much going on around us. But we just have to stand firm, be strong, do your research. You know, take care of yourself. Be all about self-help. That I can't stress that enough. Because as we know, there's not much help out there for the TI. So be determined to help yourself. Okay, here's someone who wants to speak. Did you want to say anything else, New York? No. Hello? Yes. I thank you for your comment. And um, just start eight if you want to speak, okay? All right. Okay. Thank you. Lala, is that you? Yeah. Can yeah. Can you turn I'm your just... background down just a little bit? Oh, hold on for a second. Hold on. That's Amaria. Yeah, I just wanted to say that I'm a firm believer and let the Lord just deal with a lot of the stuff, you know, because he knows and he's watching everything. You gotta go on with your life. Don't let these people stop you from living your life. That's true. 
And you're another one that um, that had it rough and that that uh, beat the odds. You know, you're another one that that traveled far with the child like Brandy did, and mm-hmm. everything worked out for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how good the Lord is because it's like he already knew what I wanted. He had it all in set like you guys, you know, like you guys are my family, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like I'm thankful. Mm-hmm. I'm very grateful. You know, like there's so many people right now, they wish they had somebody to talk to. You know, they don't even know that we exist. Mm-hmm. And then some people, they don't even know what's happening to them right now. That's true. And that's sad. So I think it's a blessing that we do. We are the ones that do know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Makes all the difference, doesn't it? It does. If you compare because most of mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say if most of us compare our targeting life before we knew, but we knew something was going on, but we didn't know what, and then we compare it after once we met other people in the community and start to do our research, it's much better for us now, I think. Right. Because it was really bad. And I figure, you know, for those of you who are really feeling hopeless, if you didn't break back then when all that was going on and you didn't know, and you just figure, why is all this happening? What are these people doing to me? And, you know, what? why are people turning their backs? If you didn't break then, that shows how strong you are. You shouldn't, you definitely shouldn't break now. Because now you have, you know, access to resources and, and different people and, and you, you, you know what's happening now. And just the fact that you know, you know, I just say to myself, that's just them. That's just them, you know. But before, I didn't know what it was, and that that made it harder. Did you want to say anything else, Lala? Oh, no, I just wanted to comment on that, because, you know, you speak on the Lord, i got to say something. (laughs) (laughs) How's everything been for you? Oh, girl, I got some real, remember, it was, uh, I don't know if you remember, but today you, you had me to ask a court prayer, asked me to say a prayer, and I did it, and I got the answer right away. Oh, that's good. Well, he so, answers prayers. He does answer prayer. Yeah. Thank God. I'm very, very grateful. Good, very good. I would like to read this scripture. This scripture has been on my on my mind. I already gave two today. I usually only give one. This one this one is fitting for today. Um oh gosh, I don't even know what scripture it is. Wait a minute. I'll find the actual I, I copied it and pasted it, but I didn't I didn't copy where the actual where I actually got it from. But it, and I'll get that in just a second. But the scripture says, um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Now, what I find interesting about this scripture, and I've read this scripture many times, but uh, this caught my eye today, that he, will, he shall direct your path is plural. Is P-A-T-H-S. And I don't know why that stood out for me today because it never had in the past, but it makes sense because God knows that there's many paths that we're going to travel in life. And what this scripture is saying is that no matter which path we find ourselves on, 
He's going to be there, and he will direct those paths for us. I just That just really caught my eye that, that God knows that there's so much that we're going to go through. We're going to go through so much, and that's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. I just found it. Thank you. Um, but anyway, um, yes, he, he knows, you know, but we have to trust him. That's what the scriptures say, trust him. We've got to trust him. We've got to believe. And do we understand this? No, we don't. And that's why the scripture tells us not to lean to our own understanding. We have a certain understanding as far as research and those type of things, but the overall, like, why is this happening to me? I think most of us have that question, and we don't understand that. We don't understand a lot of things that's happening in this world, and God knew that. So he said, don't worry about it. Don't even try to understand it. He said, just acknowledge him, and he's going to get you through it. He's going to direct every path you go down, good or bad, indifferent, in between. He's going to be in the midst. And if you pray to him, if you serve him, he will direct those paths. Now, the thing about some of these scriptures is that you have to be, he tells you what you have to do. You have to be acknowledging him. You have to be praying to him. You have to be thanking him. And then he said he would be in the midst. He'll help us through it, all of it. I believe that. I have seen it. I'm a witness to it. So that I just wanted to share that scripture. I think I've given three today, which is good, especially since I didn't go to church today. Okay, I'm trying to get back to my chat room. Okay, we have someone from Canada. Hello? Hello? Ontario. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Hi. Canada. It's Dean. Dean Mitchell. Dean. Yeah. Hello, Dean. How are you? Not too bad. I used to uh, I used to talk to you on your conference calls quite a while ago, actually. So I played I a couple remember. of years. Huh? I said I remember. I haven't talked to you in so long. Where have you been? How have you been? I've been doing, I don't know, a bunch of craziness, just uh, just things went left with the finances and I couldn't afford this long distance plan anymore since I'm in uh, Canada, so I wasn't able to call in anymore, and yeah, I was just living the life and just going through the adventure, so. Were you able to listen to the archives? Um, I didn't tune in. They they did a whole bunch of stuff to my website, uh, to the computer and all that stuff. It's um, I, w- I was not able to access my uh, my um, email anymore. So okay, yeah. So what's been going on? I'm glad you're able to you know to call in today. What's what's been going on? Anything you want to share or talk about? No, just craziness. Just, um, just regarding the the perps, and I've been, I've been listening into um, to the conversation. There's some people out there losing hope, but you, know, you can't lose hope, you know, because that's the position that they want to put us in. Mm-hmm. They want us to feel down and downtrodden and beaten, but um, you know, you you can't you can't go there. You just gotta keep on keeping on they've made my uh uh you know my life has been interesting because 
situation that I've been facing is that uh, where I've been living, the perps have been there actually. You know, like some of the places I rented, like some of the people were actually perps and they were targeting me where I lived. So there's very little, uh, you know, breathing spaces, very little, uh, you know, time to relax. It's just, they're just on me 24-7. And they just want to beat you down and rip down your spirit that you just feel defeated and just, you know, just, uh, you just want to give up on uh, on life. I've, I've been listening to some of the voices there and you just, it just sounds to me like they're just close to giving up on uh, on life, on on this fight. But you know, he just I I'm not. I hope I'm not preaching. But sometimes you just got to roll up your uh, roll up your sleeves and, and get it get it done. I've been I've been doing just about the same thing. Uh, you know, for the for the uh, past few years, I've just just been fighting and just trying to frustrate these bastard sons of dogs. You know. And that's that's about it. But uh, you've always been on my mind, and you know, in my prayers. And thank you. Uh, you're welcome. And I tuned in, and I'm and I'm saying that you you sound stronger, and you sound more determined to knock something out, and that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it takes: determination. Um, you said, and and I'm so happy to hear you too. I really, yeah, we miss you around here. Thank you. Um, you said, I believe you said that there was a time where you were losing hope. Is that what you said? Um, I don't know if I uh, if I ever said that. It's uh, but it's it's um, I've been I always try to keep myself uh, upward. Like they do my the nine nine. I don't know. It's you know, they attack my voice. Um. You know, sometimes sometimes I don't come across like the like who I used to be. Uh, mm-hmm. They attack the kidneys, they attack the lungs. But I just uh, like you, like I said, it's I'm I'm uh, I I just the kind of personality that the harder you push, uh, the you know the the harder I fight. You know, it's just part of my personality. It's just you know they they go they try to humiliate, they try to they try to dehumanize you and I won't allow that yeah. I won't allow anyone to do that to me good you know? for you yeah so I'm just uh, I was just listening in and uh, I don't know if the lady's still uh, still on the line but she's got to pull it up weakness is not an option uh, you know I'm, not, I'm I'm seeing from experience because they're they're tried everything just about everything with me short of just trying to blow my head off you know like mm-hmm. I get severe, yeah, severe stalking, severe, you know, um, just about everything. They're just trying to just about everything on me. But uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't allow, I don't allow that. I don't allow to, uh, to uh, you know, decrease my life or whatever. I just keep up and I just keep moving forward best way I can. You know, like. Um, for the for the time that I wasn't speaking to you, like I found a job, it wasn't like a great job. Like I I, I started kickboxing like part time, and now mm-hmm. I found a full, I found a full time job with that job, and I got perfect uh, I got perfect the job. The the guy was saying that I was doing a fantastic job, you know, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it turned around. I saw this guy this person come in and he was talking to the manager, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. there was like problems at my work, and I eventually lost the job.
And I went in and I got a construction job, and same thing happened. They uh, they talked to people on the construction site, and they're targeting me on the job. And that's basically what uh, you know what's been going on. They just keep at you and they try to whittle you down to nothing until you 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 lose hope and you lose you lose mm-hmm. everything, give up. But I ain't having no part of that. <laughs> so what stops you from giving up, though? Because it is so easy to give up. It really is. It's easier to give up than it is to fight. So what? <laughs> what, what, what? What? I said it, it is easier to give up than it is to fight. So what yeah. keeps you fighting? What keeps you from giving up? Just this. Just the just the idea that this is wrong, and you can't you can't love this. Your phone is cutting out. We can't hear you. Your phone's cutting out. Yeah. Yeah, can you hear me? Uh, a little. It's still yeah. cutting out. Yeah, because no, you, 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 we can't allow these people to, uh, to, uh, to, 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 to succeed, because beyond this is my family. You know, they don't know that such a evil, such a monstrosity exists, right? Like, I'm, I'm yeah. fighting for them. I'm fighting for people that don't know that this thing exists. You know, they're walking around. Some people think that they're schizophrenic. Some people think that they're, you know, possessed by demons. Other people think that they're losing their mind, you know. They don't know what's happening to them. And those for those people and my family and, you know, and, and my the family that my family is going to have, I have to, I have to fight for, for, uh, for them, you know. I... I keep on going because of love. I keep on going because there's a supreme power. You know, some people call the power God or Allah or whatever, right? There's a supreme power. And we are here because of that power. We're here because, you know, we're blessed. And it may sound a little bit crazy, but we were put in this situation because we're strong enough to handle it. We're strong enough to win this fight, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and you got to you, we got to believe and you got to keep that in your heart. You know, it's um God wouldn't pick uh, a person of weak spirit to to go through this. You know? It's um what keeps me fighting and, is And that, I, I, if I can just add to that, sure. if if he does select you and you are a weak spirit because I was a very broken person when yeah. this first started happening, he will strengthen you through the process. Amen. There you go. Yes. He will. He will. I'm a witness. Um, and, you know, for people who are really um, in, in that really uh, fragile place, because we've all been there, and at times I still am, um, if, you, if you don't feel worthy of fighting for yourself, find a cause, find a person that you want to fight for. You know, maybe it's a child. I have children. I fight for them. When I when I when I stand up against these bullies, you know, we yeah. fight for uh, our grandchildren. We fight for the people that are coming after us. Most of us are of middle age or older, you know, so we have more years behind us than we probably have in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know, if it ends tomorrow, most of us had the opportunity to have a decent existence before this happened. Mm-hmm. But some of us whose children are victims of this, our grandchildren, our parents, our siblings, you know, we fight for them. You know, we fight for them. Yes. We try to lay the foundation for them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, so, yeah, so, 
you you got it right on the head there. It's it's I just could do it for my family, I do it because of love, I do it because it's the right thing to do, you know? When confronted with evil if I don't I'm not quite sure who said this, when confronted with evil, if you do nothing, you know, it's it's just as uh, it's just agreeing to what's been done, you're agreeing to the evil. You're saying, Yeah, mm-hmm. it's okay. And you can't mm-hmm. you can't do that. You can't do that. You it's, it's silent right. consent. It's silent consent. Right, exactly. You know, you're consenting through your silence. That exactly. Go ahead and torture me. I'm not going to put up a fight. Go ahead and torture me. <laughs> you know, no. Exactly. Uh-uh. can't do that. Well, it is so good to hear your voice. Now, are you going to be able to call in now or? Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to make it a regular thing now because I've got to, uh, I've changed my situation regarding, you know, just trying to to find some way to make this possible. Right, so I think I have a, I think I have it down on lockdown now. So, yes, you'll be hearing my voice. <laughs> Yay! We're so excited. We missed you. Someone commented in the chat room. I can't find that comment right now, but they said we haven't heard from him in a long time. Yeah, not oh. dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome I was, back. Uh, I was wondering if I could uh, offer the suggestion. I don't know if you uh, if you've tried Skype out, but I believe uh, you could use Skype anywhere in North America for uh, basically about three dollars a month, unlimited hmm. time. So, if uh, if you have a computer where you can download, and I think you can actually you can put it on a on a, a smartphone as well. But um, so yeah, in other words, that's an affordable way to keep in touch if you can get that service. Okay. All right. Thank you, Keith. Thank you. For for anybody else listening, Keith is saying saying that you can make phone calls through Skype for about $3 a month. Okay. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good to know. Something to look look into. Holy smokes. Yeah, 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 I I miss your voice, and I just just had to, uh, you know, in my mind and just... uh, Hoping that you're doing okay, and you know, and that's and that's and that was it. But uh, you know, I'm I'm sh- I'm 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 sure you you know if I didn't call, it was for a good reason, and it was just it was finance, because because the game is that uh, they try and keep you destitute, they try and keep you as poor as possible, try and mm-hmm. keep you fi- financially down. So that's that's the war, and that's the game, you know, psychological, yeah. spiritual, and physical. It's mm-hmm. down. Yeah. So, I have you're to right. Those, you're right. Those are the three main areas. Uh, what did you say again? Uh, psychological, spiritual, yeah. and physical. You, those are the three main attacks. You are correct. Yeah. So, they're, they're trying to bring me down. So, I just had to kind of change my situation and move to a different direction. I tried to increase my finances. I tried to. You know, John, there's anything to generate capital, but, uh, yeah, thanks for the uh, advice with the Skype. I'm going to look into that. Yeah, thank you, Keith. And Keith Keith is in the chat room also. He asked me to read a scripture through the – he typed in the chat room, asked me to read, uh, I think it said Psalm 64. I don't know how Mm -hmm. much of it you want to hear, Keith, but I'm going to read it. Okay, Psalm 64. Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked. 
from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Uh, Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil manner. They commune of lame snares privately, or privily, I'm not sure you say the word. They say, who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search, both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded. So so they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away. And all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. And you know what? We are righteous people. Most targeted individuals are guilty of absolutely nothing. And if they are guilty of something, it probably started uh, during their targeting and maybe they were set up or something, you know? So we are righteous and we should trust in God. We just have to to trust. And as you were just saying, thank you, Keith, for that. As you were just saying, you say you don't want to preach. Sometimes we have to. We have to bring it. We have to bring out all the stops. Yeah, I hear you. It's um, you know, that's uh, yeah, it's been a, been a little bit interesting, but um, I've been doing my part. I've been, you know, moving forward, just trying to the 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 stalking has been they increased just about everything. The stalking and the the targeting. I don't know what the heck they're. Uh, Maybe they're dissatisfied with the with the with the with the fact that I'm still actually breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like they wanted to remove me from this planet, from this sphere, from this you know, situation. Because um, mm-hmm. you know, it appears that once I stopped the conference calls, it seemed like the targeting increased. You know, but when I do the conference calls, it's like the the targeting decreases. So. Hmm. Now that's interesting. It's it's opposite for a lot of people. You know, once yeah. they start to get the support, they seem to target them harder. Yeah. Well, they want to separate you from support, so they want to discourage that kind of behavior of you actually getting, you know, because we're we're all going through the same situation, and you know, uh, when we talk, we get strength and energy from each other. You know, right? They don't we want do. that. Yeah, that's counterproductive to what they're trying to accomplish, which is ripping you down, dehumanizing you, and eventually hoping, promoting death by you maybe committing suicide or just your body just conking out, you know? So that's their hopes and dreams for all of us. And when we're together, exactly, when we're together, we get strength from each other, we listen to each other's stories, and we feel empowered we feel you know i'm not the only one going through this stuff you know mm-hmm. there's people out there that's um going through what i'm going through and then you it's, it's a community you, you're able to relate and you get energy from uh from uh from the calls and from the people and they don't want that at all they want you right and we get solutions you know we get answers yeah. You know, we get we get we get support. You know, the support that we need to get through this. 
And that's another thing to be grateful for. People say they're isolated, but if you call into these calls, we're not totally isolated. It may not be in-person interaction, which would be nice, but, hey, we have to take what we can get, you know. And and this, this support for me has meant everything. It has meant everything. You know, I've tried going to therapists. I get perfect care, you know. So just talking to people who can relate, it, it means everything for me. Yeah, you really you sound does. so much stronger now. You sound so much girl. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> well, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little uh, fired up today because I felt really bad about Donna, you know, feeling, um, you know, just down, which we've all been there. You know, yeah. we've all been there. Sometimes I'm still there. I have my days, you know, yeah. and that just makes me angry that people. Um, are in that place that these people really push people to that to that edge like that. It just it bothers me. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm probably a little riled up today, and like you said, a little preachy today more than mm-hmm. I usually am. But no, I really that's... want her to feel encouraged. Yeah. No, you're 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 on the money. I've been listening, and uh, you know, you're encouraging me because <laughs> I've been. <laughs> I've been going through some stuff, just, uh, you know, I don't know if it's accidental, but sometimes it seems like people are trying to run me down, like run their bumpers in my kneecap and stuff. But, uh, you know, like like I said from a long time ago, I'm an in-your-face kind of guy, so that's a, that's a bad mistake. Let's move in the wrong direction for those guys, you know, because yeah, I don't Yeah, but they want to push you. You do martial arts, right? I've been in it for 40 years, so I love yeah. a good role. I love a good role on the ground, so. Yeah, but don't let them push you into something. No, no, no. You know, you know they'll, you know how they do. Yeah, they try and beat you down, but yeah, yeah. So, so tell the people that I'm still around. uh, The 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 rumors of my death has been greatly exaggerated. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still around and feisty and doing my Bruce Lee thing. Yay, yay, I'm so I excited. Like well, you know, you the whole, excuse me, one second, Keith, but the whole martial arts thing, that should really help you with this targeting because that's, martial arts people are very disciplined. It's it's um it's helped me more than you can know. It's, I would promote it. It's just a good way to empower yourself and mentally strengthen yourself, you know. It's just um with, with my discipline, I... It's helped me in, immensely, you know, and with my military training. It's just helped so much. It's just you never know how strong you are until you have to be strong, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, yeah, and all, the, all the things that, I don't know, may it seems like it doesn't matter where you might be taking a yoga course or, you know, exercising or lifting weights. I mean, all that takes mental discipline. And if you have the discipline to... Maintain a program, you know, get into an exercise situation like that. It will build your mind up to be able to resist this this this, this thing, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it helps with uh, you know the training and, and my my state of mind. It really helps to uh, to battle this thing, you know. Right. I'm still upright and feisty and just so trying. Deep. Dean, yeah. people are asking, are you Jerome? Are you the same as Jerome from the past? Yes, it's me, Jerome Dean. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Jerome and Dean are the same person. Oh, what was that you used to say, Jerome? I used to love that. You used to say, um, show you show you right. <laughs> I forgot what that was you used to say. Show you right? <laughs> yeah, I forgot what you used to say. It was so yeah. funny. You used to say, show you right. I forgot what it was. We had uh, some fun days on this call. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, I miss the, uh, interaction that uh you know with all the american uh you know pis because we're all going through it yeah because i'm dealing with the with the canadian version but um we don't do much there's like we we conference call but it's on skype and it's like once a month or something so you know there's not a lot of encouragement and support and Mm -hmm. you know i was telling her that she should try and start a community and um but but she said she said uh you know if if PIs are in just one area, one building, then it's gonna be easier for them to get targeted. You know, so but my point was that if we are living in the community then you can we can support each other and watch each other's back. You know? Right. So that that right. way you you don't have the uh you know, perps can pretend to be anyone. Like if you're living in a building, they can pretend to be tenants and just move in next to you. That's like turning yes. the heck right out of you. You know, mm-hmm. so if you're living in a in a in a place, a house with TIs, then you're <clears throat> you're more protected. You know, and you you'll be probably targeted still, but not as badly. And I was telling her that, and she I don't know, she didn't seem to comprehend. She didn't like okay, the so idea. Okay, so who is that? Who is she? Who is who is the person? Yeah, Galina, Galina, the Russian oh. lady. Oh, okay. I don't think I know her. I don't think I've met spoken with her once. Yeah. So she's a, she's a little laid back, and you can't be laid back in this situation, you know. Like, um, you got to be interactive, and you got to be moving forward. They're very, they're gr- they're aggressive towards us, so we mm-hmm. have to be gra- we have to be aggressive in the way we pursue our survival, you know. So yeah. we can't, yeah, we can't. We can't allow them to de- to uh, dehumanize us. We can't allow them to, you know, to have their way because their way is us in a wooden box. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's hopefully what they want to accomplish, but that can't happen. So, mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Okay, every everyone has been unmuted, so if you'd like to say anything, go right ahead. Keith, I think you wanted to say something. Yeah. Uh, anyone, go ahead. Chime right in. Just, I ask you, just everyone, just please keep your background um, quiet, or I have to mute everybody because it gets noisy. Anybody want to say anything? Any anybody new here? Sometimes I forget to ask that. I'm old now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I guess people will get to get to know me. Uh, this is Scott. Did you get any of my emails on learned helplessness? Oh, um, oh, I was bad with email last week. I could have, Scott. I'm sure I did. I Not a big deal. I've just been doing tons and tons of research because, like, uh, you know, I've been figuring out the obvious. Like, um, we, there's no way we could possibly change the perps. And even if we could, like, convince 10 of them to stop, which they could screw them. They can keep it up. Uh, um, 10 more would replace them. So the learned helplessness, of course, is, like, thinking that you can't do anything to better your circumstances, you know, your mm-hmm. life just puts you in a state of like depression, hopelessness. So even if you just, and they've done studies like uh, 
this learned helplessness came out of some psychologist or whatever. His name's Seligman, and he did it mm-hmm. like decades ago. Anyways, he, with dogs, they were electrocuted in a little box, and when they had the chance to like jump and get away from the, the shock, um, they mm-hmm. just, just stayed in the place. So, anyways, it's just I'm beginning to connect the dots a lot better with between the brainwashing and the repetition of it, and like um, how it's slowly, slowly, slowly introduced. I don't mean to jump around subjects. I was just like thinking to myself, you know, there was a time when people coughing or jingly keys, whatever, or a police or just people staring or driving by slow was nothing to me. So uh, two main hallmarks to stand out of, of brainwashing is they do it slowly, incrementally, mm-hmm. so you can't put up the normal defense and say, what the hell is going on? This isn't right. And, uh, of course, repetition. So, And I, I also think they do reinforce with direct energy weapons. So learning helplessness, I got to the point where I realized, look, I can't change any of these people. They're greedy. Most of them are doing it for money and or to please cops and other scum in the government or like some, like, uh, what do you call it, um, big shot in the community that they respect. It's, it, or I can just work on myself and, like, you know, like just accept that these people are just no damn good. So I'm just trying to work on myself more because you just have to be realistic. And like Jerome mm-hmm. mentioned, like, uh, they are trying to kill us. And, like, also, like, I don't obsess about stuff like these with its Jade Helm uh, maneuvers. You know, maybe mm-hmm. things will be over for most a lot of people within a few months or a year or six months. I'm not mm-hmm. not over that. They want us to be fearful. So back to the learned helplessness thing, um, anything you can do, like they did studies, like, for example, people in nursing home, if they just could have access to something like as little as remote control, any little thing where you can, like, show control in your life not, without being a control freak, it gives you a feeling that you have power that you didn't think you had before. So any positive changes we can make within ourselves, you know, working on ourselves, like you're always talking about self-help, which I couldn't agree with more, that kind of stuff can get you out of learned helplessness state. And as far as, like, all this crap, like, uh, you know, there were times I see a police cruiser. Now I'm at the point I find it annoying and sickening, and they disgust me because I know they're criminals. But the, the point is, I remember not that long ago, relatively speaking, I've been in this program over 20 years, now that I know it, um, that I didn't pay attention to any of the crap that bothers me now, and this is brainwashing, this is conditioning, and there's neuro-linguistic programming ways and other, I'm not trying to throw terms around, which you can decondition yourself. And, and I noticed, too, also that, like, either they'll lay off for a little while to re-strategize the course, or they'll just blitz a person and try to, like, in my case, like, I had this one scum North Buffalo cop. He's from District D. You know, I can't prove it yet. I wish I could. He actually swerved out of the lane, you know, coming at me a little bit for, like, a couple seconds the other day. And, you know, I for for about a second, it, like, said, oh, wow. Then I just got over it. I just screw these people. I mean, they, they feed off of our fear. I'm not crazy about the idea that one day I'm going to die. I'm not have no control over it. But you know what? Um, I accept it. You have to accept certain things. If you don't, you're going to go insane. And it's taken me a while to get to this point. And, like, you have to accept, like, uh, obviously death and all that. But I've also accepted God in my life and not I can't go to the, the Catholic or Jewish route. It's just not my way. But, I mean, a higher power, not out of, quote, weakness. Just just like I was humble, you know, before this, all this, you know, years ago. But, I mean, this program not only gives you humility, it gives you even a bigger perspective on life. And I'm sure all of us were, like, humble before this. My, my point is it really does help. It, it's not like you're laying all your garbage, your mental garbage on God, so to speak, but it's having faith because, look, something intelligent had to be behind all this, which exists. And if there's evil, there should be some kind of good because there's always some kind of balance in the universe. I've been reading about it more and more, the yin and yang kind of thing. 
So, like, uh, again, it comes back to, like, I want to say again, like, the working on ourselves. Like, can I, like, change, for example, like, the programming they do to me while I'm asleep and maybe other times during the day? I can't do anything about that. I can't do anything about whatever chip may be in me or directed energy weapons they use. I mean, there's some shielding you could do. My point is I'm just I'm doing things like the journaling and the meditation and some other things, and that gives me a feeling of having some control over my life, and I can't urge everyone else enough to do this stuff. And, like, while I'm on the line, um, every target individual, everyone in general, but if you're a TI, you should cut out coffee. I'm not saying do all this at once. If you smoke, try to cut down or quit, and, and it's easier said than done. Don't eat refined sugar, refined bread. Um, try to exercise even a little every day. Uh, try to adjust your diet. I understand if you have a family or responsibilities, it can be difficult, but you can fit things in and build one little habit after another because they are literally are trying to kill us. And, you know, that, that clicked into my head, too, finally, 100%. And also what's give me a much better perspective, you guys, is like, um, I just realized, you know, I just pictured on my head, these pieces of blank, getting a check or cash or gift card, whatever remuneration, whatever payment, and I've seen, like, for example, these, quote, women across the street from me, you know, they perp the hell out of me, and I understand it's one thing to do it for ideological reasons, like, uh, oh, uh, trying to, like, watch somebody for the country, but you know what, most of my perps, I, I bet my life are paid, and so, like, I'm thinking to myself how these pieces of crap, you know, like how like a bully, like they, they do limit testing. The more they think they can get away with, the more crap they pull. They pull back a lot and a little here and there, depending on the person, the perp. What I'm saying is they got all cocky and carried away because they figured, oh, officer scumbucket and the other neighbors are watching out for them. I'm not going to do anything. But the point is what I was going to say, I'm slowing down, um, that I could picture them getting cash, money, whatever, from what they've been doing to me, which is, one, illegal, and two, um, I know in some cases they've probably made over 10000 because some of my perps, my neighbor perps, have been doing this well over 10 years, and they are so enthusiastic about this stuff. It's like a game show. They've, so I just picture that. I have, like I've said in the past, I have zero respect for these people, zero respect for the law enforcement involved, and all law enforcement knows about this for one reason, because if you have, like, say, some cops local, state, federal, county, hiding this from each other, it would cause screw-ups. Um, some know a lot more than others about perp and gang stalking, but I guarantee they all know what it is because, you know, they all get some kind of training or, like, but I keep I have to keep harping on the learned helplessness and just trying to feel like you have some sense of control of your life. And if you can journal, even better. And another thing is with brainwashing and all that, um, I'm beginning to, like, it's hit me harder than ever. I keep saying this, but, I mean, like, you know, you have revelations, like another piece of the puzzle is put into place, so to speak. Um, I really realize more than ever there's things I just won't do or I'm, I hate to say I'm a little afraid to do now that I know I could have done with ease without thinking about it, say, two years ago or a year ago and some things six months ago. They slowly, slowly, slowly make it, in, you know, make things which are like nothing into something to be feared. And, like, and again, these are criminals. They're getting extra money. Another thing I realized, too, I can't prove it, but look at the perping, like, structure is, like, a business model or, better yet, a military model, the psychological operations thing. Um, I mean, as much as our perpetrators, civilian and law enforcement, anyone involved, as much as they get off on it, some do, none of this is personal. And believe me, I still take most of it personally because it's meant to be interpreted by the TI as personal, which makes it much, much more effective, you know, because, you know, you, t you say, oh, well, these people are doing this because they hate me or whatever. And another thing, you know, 
about you. It has to, you know, you know who and what you are, and I do too in my my case. And it's they don't want that. They they want us to hate ourselves and self-loathing. So back to the structure. As much as like there's some room for like uh, like for example, they're allowed to do certain things when they see us. I have noticed like people who perp me on a regular basis when they have like days off, so to speak. When they don't probe me, they're told not to do it. They're told when and when not to do it. I'm stating the obvious kind of, but my point is this goes with most cops, too. I really believe this, that they are literally given orders from one central dispatch. I don't know if it's a fusion center. I don't know where. But obviously this thing started with the federal government for all of our probing, all of our gang stalking. So there's like a chain of command. See, I look at it like a business and backslash military thing operation in which people are paid. There's a line of communications. There's a sender for like our like uh, direct and energy harassment or um, uh, mind control or programming. And there's like a uh, ether, whatever you call it, like the airwaves. And then there's a receiver, us. How they control or screw with us, I don't know exactly. It could be like a regular chip, a Vera chip. It could be nanotechnology. But... My my point on this stuff, that all my rambling here is, you want to take away as much mystery as possible, and just look at these people. Pardon the expression, as scumbag whores, male and female, like they're taking money to do really horrible things. That look, I never was a greedy monster, but you know, I was kind of greedy, like not that long ago, a couple of years ago, and I wouldn't hurt anybody for it. And like my point with that is. I could not picture, and I've written this in a chat room several times, under any circumstances, doing the stupid crap to someone else for money. I, I couldn't. And and that's another thing, too. It's like uh, it's like no one belongs in this program. It's I've written this in a chat room a couple dozen times and online and some like blogs. If you wrong another person, you settle it, you know, you talk like adults, you talk it out. If you commit a crime, you get caught, you get arrested, you get prosecuted, whatever, you get a lawyer, you work it out, and ideally in a fair court system, et cetera, et cetera. But this, I was going to say, this stuff goes on year after year after year. This is insanity. And it just, it, it just boggles my mind. I mean, like, I would not even wish this upon my perps. I'd like some of my perps to have a little... Excuse me, a bit misfortune, a little, little accidents here and there. You know, I, I, I'm trying to get into the forgiveness mode of thought, but the, the point is, like, uh, yeah, and I've gotten over that guilty garbage too, because they really, really, really play upon the guilt. If you have a sense, strong sense of conscientiousness, a strong sense of responsibility, you're, you're given a guilt, you know, feeling guilty over things that aren't even your fault, shame. Um, and I've been there, and I still am a little bit. For example, say somebody says something that happened to them that had nothing to do with you, and you say you're sorry, that's an old like habit, and it's tied into low self-esteem. So part of this learned helplessness is trying to improve yourself as a person and up your self-esteem as much as possible because we have everything to be proud of, nothing to apologize for. And I got to the point even like where I started hearing other T.I. say I never did anything wrong, and I'm a good person, I didn't break the law, and I started like yelling at the radio or podcasts hearing that because I thought to myself, the SOBs doing this stuff, like this the neighbors, the civilian perps at the gym, I'm talking about my perps, the police perps, they have broken the law, quote, just, quote, unquote, just with targeted individuals, who knows how many times over, not to mention covering up evidence, all the other crimes people do. Okay, and like, so I could rob a bank and still be better than these pieces of crap. So my my point with all this is, I keep saying my point is to put things in perspective, but you have to be as brutally honest with yourself as possible. And I got to throw the journaling out again. I don't journal per se. I do an evaluation every morning when I wake up. I write out like, you know, certain things on a paper because I know I'm programmed while I'm asleep. I know that much. And I just, I write down my mood, my goals for the day. It's no big secret. I have no secrets. 
But the, the thing is, we just got to, like, try it. That's why the meditation is essential. It's not just to calm yourself down. It's to be able to pull back a little because it gets you to that point where you can, like, really, like, focus better and see how you're being screwed over, how they're making you think that it's all personal and that you're just, they, they just want you as confused as possible. That's, I really think that's the reason they screw up people at the gym a lot. Nigel gets this like crazy, and Neil does, his brother, and I've heard other people say this in other calls, that they get screwed over at the gym. And, and just, I've noticed a pattern in my own life, like when you're calm and you're doing something good for your body and or mind, you know, they have to come along and blank on it because they want you to be in that negative frequency or low-frequency negative mind state. And they want you to be in the constant state of anger or depression or hopelessness. They're all tied together because anger is depression. Anger turns inwards, so to speak, because it's so frustrating you can't express yourself. So, uh, you know, you got to find happiness where you can, too. I, I mean, I, I've been listening to Dave Chappelle's stuff like crazy and stand-up comedy because, you know, I like crude humor. And whatever makes you happy, as long as obviously it's not going to hurt anyone, whatever makes you happy. But these people... You know, it does get personal with uh, some of the perps in that they just get so much into the power trip, they get off on seeing you suffer because they have that power. I've seen that. You can feel it. And as you've mentioned on that call, I always quote Renata, you can sense a demonic presence or evil. And I, I can now. These people, and I'm almost ashamed, but I'm not ashamed. I'm not going to bash myself anymore if I can help it. But these, uh, I, I'm disgusted kind of because there's a time when I respect a lot of these people. I give them the benefit of the doubt. You can't give them the benefit of the doubt. You just have to get to the point, like I said, where you just accept that some people are no good, no damn good, and just go about your business. And you got to accept there's things in this program you can't change. So the more you can accept, it's not giving in. It's not saying, oh, they won. It's just you got to work on what you can change. you got to be brutally realistic. And it's taken me a long time to get to the point where I am now. But you got to do research, but you got to also try to enjoy life and treat yourself and be good to yourself because very few people, if any, are going to be good to you. Like, in my case, I'm not bitching and moaning. Hello? It's, oh, it's all almost done. In my oh, case, I'm sorry. Someone was calling me. Oh. Whoever, that person who was calling me was on the call, so you can call me back if you want to. I'm almost doing it now, just a second more. I was going to say, I'm on my own. I'm not bitching and moaning about it. I'm not crying. I'm not a victim. Never was. Never will be. All I'm saying is this, is like, um, you know, I what I can make myself happy and help myself health-wise, mentally, and physically. Another thing uh, I want to add, I used to have, I don't label my, yeah, psychiatrically, psychiatrically, um, psychiatry industry, one of the things they do is they keep out of society. They try to do with me with mental health stuff. You know, the diagnosis years and years ago, they, I went to a day treatment thing after I voluntarily went to a hospital for obsessive-compulsive disorder, panic attacks. I was just like a nervous breakdown almost. And I'm beginning to think some of that might have been pushing me into it. I don't know, using other toys. My point is this. I went to this day treatment. I was super higher function, never had to go. My doctor recommended it, psychiatrist. And, like, one of these punk-ass, like, uh, acne-faced social workers tried to get me in this thing where Social Security pays for it. And basically they dole out your medication. And thankfully my parents told the guy politely to go screw himself. But they try to get you out of the system. They give you these labels. They do it to kids. And a lot of these psychiatric uh, diagnoses are very legitimate and real, but most of them are bull-ass. And, like, if you have, like, say any of you out there have been labeled schizophrenic, go tell them to screw themselves because schizophrenia, just like uh, diabetes and so many other disorders, uh, is ultra-rare, used to be ultra-rare. And there's a lot of – in other words, just don't let yourself be labeled anything. So in my case with the obsessive compulsive disorder, I, I just use that to qualify like a state of thinking I have. But don't label yourself. 
because they want us to label ourselves as whatever. And again, I got to stress with the guilt thing. I've noticed they've used that. Like they did it like um, last week. I went to this like uh, food cooperative where they have all this organic stuff, health food. They, they had the security guard eyeballing me, and they had him following the store. And on the way to the store, they had like three or four different police following me and like doing the turns, just, you know, so I recognize it. And I get to the store, I get out of the parking lot, and there's, you know, Buffalo police cruiser just sitting there pretending to just be doing his job. They really, really try to play on our sense of guilt. And, and part of that crap they, like, program me with, so to speak, or brainwash me with the guilt crap over years and years. And or maybe yeah, I, definitely at least a year. Because again, the brainwashing can take. It, it, they do it nice and slow, so you don't notice the changes in your mind. And one day you wake up and you see a police cruiser. You you hear somebody coughing and it's driving you nuts. And it seems like it happened overnight, but it literally can take a long time. And I honest to God, I bet my life they reinforce the stuff with like I say, Ronaldo, look over here device, some kind of directed energy weapon or whatever it is, but they give it to the perps too. And I also really believe the way the perps do the timing, I believe some of them have access to surveillance equipment of their own. But I really honestly believe also that there's some kind of central like dispatch thing on how we should be perped on a given day. And they basically, basically the police, if you get that, civilians, everyone involved, the people at the gym. I notice because when I'm perped and when I'm not perped, you judge people by what they do and what they don't do. And if they don't screw with me, that's because they're told not to on a given day or people take turns. So I'm just trying to tell all of you, and I still take it personally here and there a lot. Try not to take it personally. Try to journal. Get your thoughts on a paper. And if you're lucky enough to be able to like, trust in some other people and talk about this, please do. You know, because if you have a sounding board, that's great. I don't. I There's no one I could talk about this other than you guys. So that's all I have to say for now. All right. Thank you, Scott. Welcome to say anything? Okay. Yes, go ahead. Uh, this line, I, I just want to report a parade because a few weeks ago I heard a guy named Dean uh, talking and he was talking about the Lord and I said I was going to put him on my prayer list. Well, today I was just sitting there thinking, you know, Jerome came to mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Double deal. I mean, I'm yeah, see, very Jerome, Jerome switched his name up on us, so we didn't know who he was when he came back. Glad he's back. Anyway. I know. We're all so excited, Jerome. We're going to call you Jerome, but <laughs> that's how we know you. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah, so, well, it's good to uh, be talking to, uh, you know, everyone again. It's uh, really nice, eh? You got that support again, so. Yeah, you were missed. And you know what? When 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 um we don't hear from someone, we should we should pray for them because we never know what the next one is going through. You know? Yeah. Not that not to say that everybody has to come to these calls because it's not that at all. It's just that we we form certain kinships with people and we should keep them in our prayers. You know, and and actually the entire TI community and the entire world, not just the TI community. But um, you know, we really should pray for one another. Amen. You know, it's greatly appreciated all the support that I that I had. It's I went through some serious situations where you just you know you just you just can't talk to uh, anyone or just everyone about the situation because you know one of the things that they're trying to do is trying to promote. Uh, you know, uh, character, uh, you no know, degradation where. 
you know, people start believing that you're insane. So if you go to some people with some of the things that are going on, they'll think that you're losing your mind. So, you know, you can't talk to everyone about what's going on. So it's really good to have a group or a community where you can just state what's, uh, you know, what's going on in your life. It's really, it makes a big difference. It made a big difference to me, so, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it definitely helps to have that support. I wanted to tell you guys, too, I've been listening to somebody put your microphone on. I hate to mute everybody, but I have to do that to find a mic. Um, I've been listening to a lot of um, SRA mm-hmm. videos lately. Right. And um, I think it helps to listen to some of their stuff because, number one, it made me realize that we're not the only hurting community. They go through an awful lot as well in, in that community. And they, they their community has a lot of similarities to our community. And you learn a lot about mind control through that Mm. I've been listening to a lot of those videos. Okay, I think I'm going to have to mute everybody to find that noise. Hello, Is that Renata. I think we're getting perped, eh? I don't, no, I think it's someone's phone because we go through this every week. Okay. Yes, who was that to call my name? Hi, Renata. This is Willow in Arkansas. Can you hear me okay? I can. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. What's on your mind today? Oh, I just dialed in and see what the topic was. And uh, as usual, you're you're handling out our support that we really need. That's for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. She's awesome, isn't she? (laughs) Yes. She's she's very good. Moderator, when we all need that support, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, thank you guys for the compliments, but really, it's, it's all of us supporting each other, you know, and it's just really awesome. I love it. I love it. It yeah. helps me get through my week. It's a team situation, you know, and you know, we just uh, we just need each other, and we just need to keep each other strong, and and keep on moving forward and doing the best mm-hmm. we can with the guidance of God and. Heaven and you know, you know what? Also, we have to realize, like, you know, not to downplay our purpose, but what we go through is not unique to us. This has happened easily, like, I think tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of other people just in the United States alone. So, you know, although there's not that many people, relatively speaking, on the calls, you know, it's not just us. I'm not just trying to, I'm not trying to just say misery loves company, but. I'm saying, like, uh, we're not that unique, and it's like, um, and there's patterns to the perfect. But, I mean, it, look, I'm not I'm not a very open person emotionally, but these calls, like, made a huge difference in, in my life, too. Well, I mean, it lets us know that we're not in this alone, you know. And oh, absolutely. To be able to, to process and to talk about this stuff, it, it is so helpful because, well, we all know that you try to tell your family members and your friends, they think you're crazy. So it, it really helps to, to this, have someone. This, this is the ultimate group therapy, I mean, like, at least for a targeted individual. And, like, yeah, I mean, like, it, look, I, I told my brothers just the very basics because even if they would believe me, I don't want to risk them getting involved in any way. But, I mean, I told them if somebody comes up to them and, like, you know, with a badge or whatever and, like, how they can fake, you know, these smear folders as far as using advanced mm-hmm. technology, if they say I'm this or that, just, like, remember who I am. 
and my targeting after that, I don't think I mentioned this on my call, I'll just say it real quick. My targeting, um, the day or two after I told my brothers, whether in Buffalo here, um, it just was huge because they were trying to quote, put, quote unquote, put me in my place. And that's another thing. They just, they think that, I mean, it's like steering cattle, so to speak, or hurt. They really, they get, they're so used to having us in a position where, again, we're, we feel helpless and like terrified of everything. And don't get me wrong, there's days like, and I know it's, uh, programming i know it so i know i don't take things seriously as i used to where i'm not afraid but a little nervous about opening the door because i figure like my neighbors are going to stare at me all they're going to do is stare if somebody wants to throw a punch at me now i don't want to talk tough i'm what i'm what i'm trying to say is like um i'm trying to say is like uh i got off track mentally on that but i mean like yeah this is like uh they really they get so used to like having control over us, it's like any kind of bully or thug. They just, and you know, when we get on these calls, when we start a blog or a YouTube channel, they really, they hit, they hit you hard. Like Nigel, he just got a pair of like, uh, what do you call it, uh, sunglasses that have like a camera in them. And they've been avoiding him, you know, a lot of the stuff while he wears them. But he's had some stuff that's on his YouTube channel. I don't want to say it all loud here, but he thinks he's been attacked personally in his home while he slept. And it's on his YouTube thing. That's the only reason I'm staying in. I don't know the man oh, personally. Man. But, I mean, I'm considering getting a YouTube channel going, and when I wrote out a transcript for the YouTube channel, basically like kind of what you did, Renata, and the Jennifer Aries, whatever her name is, explaining gang stalking, because I realize no matter what I'm going to do, they're never going to stop, and it's literally going to be till the day I die, and they're, they've already taken so much away from me as far as my reputation, isolating me, all this stuff that if that happened to them, a lot would take their lives and or that of, the, of some of their perpetrators. But my point is, I wrote a real, you know, I can, like, kind of talk long, but mostly logical, sensible stuff. And I write long when I put comments on stuff. It's like a short story. So I wrote a long thing on my Word, uh, Word Perfect, whatever, you know, my Word thing on the computer, you know, what I want to put on YouTube, basically, an outline, eventually. And the day after that, boom, a spike in my program, like crazy, trying to, quote, put me in my place again. You because, know, you know, we all know we have zero privacy. Another thing I've accepted, just as I've gotten to the point where I've accepted, like, you know, my mind is... But so, anyways, like, um, again, this this is like you doing is, what you're doing is so invaluable, Robert It's appreciated, of course, because there's no one else we can really talk to. Because you hear, real quick, I'll just end with this for now. Uh, when I told my brothers, you know, I, again, I didn't tell them gang stalking per se. I just said some basic, basic stuff why I've been isolated I am, why certain relatives give me, um, you know, they said, what's so important about you in so many words? And, like, I had a doctor, a psychiatrist once asked me that, and, you know, when I complained about the police harassment, I don't do that anymore. I stopped that years ago. But they always say, you know, what's so important about you? And, like Nigel said on a call, all stupid question because why would anyone dislike another person? And I honestly believe a lot of us are literally targets of opportunity because we're easy to isolate because we're free outside the free will outside the box world thinkers and they just want to take us out of society is really tough I really believe that I have no doubts okay. about that anymore and I'm not sure where that uh, feedback is coming from not my phone I'm sure of it well you know okay. what Maybe I'm, I'm going to mute everybody let me just I need to find that feedback hold on my
You're muted, California. Did you want to say something? Yeah, I muted two people, California and Arkansas. You both. Um... I'm Arkansas. Okay, oh. go ahead. Uh, uh, Lala, go ahead. I think I muted you first. Is that you? No, no, no. I don't have nothing to say. I'm just listening. Oh, okay. I'll put you back right. on mute then. Okay. okay. I'd like to say something if I can. First, I'd like okay. to just say our serenity prayer. And then I'd like to say that I've gone ahead and I've started some readings on a different phone line. And it's more to start with more exposure for knowledge for everybody if they would be interested i'd like to give out that phone number also go right ahead go ahead okay tell them who you are tell them who you are oh this is willow from arkansas and the first thing i'd like to do is just say our serenity prayer mm-hmm. god grant me the serenity to accept things i cannot change accept. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. My mind just went blank. It's been a long time. Well, it's God, funny that you brought it up. Because... To accept the things I cannot change. Well, it's funny, Heard, it's funny that change you brought it up. The things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Okay, I said it. <laughs> well, Amen. my mind just went blank there, I guess. Well, you know, uh, Willow, Willow, it's funny that you brought that it's funny that you brought that prayer up because I had just pulled it up. I was going to actually read it at the end. And thank you for that because this is a really important prayer. And I'm like you. I can never remember the whole thing. So when I'm in the middle of a stalking situation or something that's making me afraid or something that's getting on my nerves or annoying me or whatever, I say whatever I can remember from this yeah. prayer because it's a very effective prayer and there's a lot of truth to it. And I usually just say, um, Lord, help me to accept the things that I can't change. Because yeah, exactly. It's pulled me through a lot of years, and I have very rarely do I say it now. Mm-hmm. That's why I guess I had a perpetration act there on me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it does pull. It did pull me through. Pull me through raising my girls. It pulled me through my husband that passed away. It pulls me through when I'm by myself. My one daughter got pregnant when I wasn't ready to accept it when she was a teenager. And, boy, I said that thing every day to keep me sane. So it does work if anybody can uh, pull it, type it, or remember it or write it well, out. Well, I'm going to put the link I'm gonna put the link in the chat room, but let me let me just read the prayer to you, to, to everyone. Um, okay. So this is, this is the serenity prayer. And there's different versions of this prayer out there. It's... You know, so, you know, right. just we'll just take it for, for what it is off of this particular website. Um, serenity Prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as he did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. Amen. Now I don't know who wrote that Amen. prayer, but that's Amen. That, that prayer is good. good. Let's, I like that one. I like your let's, version. 
<laughs> well, this is not my version. This came from um, thevoiceforlove.com. And I'm going to put the okay. link in the chat room, but we need to break this prayer down a little bit because this prayer is deep. So hang on. Why it, yeah. It has a lot of food for thought, too, if you can actually have it printed out and read it and look at it when you're reading it and just kind of break it down. I what I've I'm also hang, done. I'm going to hang this on my wall. I'm going to have to hang this on my cubicle wall at work. Let me just put you on mute for one second, Willow, and I'm going to come back to okay. you, okay? Okay. So we're going to break this prayer down because this is this is deep, and I never really realized how deep it is until now. Well, let me put the link in the chat room first. I don't know who wrote that prayer, but that's a good one. Okay. The link's in the chat room. You guys can follow along if you like. Okay. <clears throat> God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. That is that that right there. That's that's the part that I usually say when I can't think of the rest of the prayer because the prayer is you know I just can't think of it when I'm in real time dealing with this stuff. And so I usually say, Lord, help me to accept this situation because I can't change it, or help me to accept the things I can't change. Any little version of that will really help you get through those moments that you need to get through. And then it goes on to say the courage to change the things I can. And it does. It takes a lot of courage because a lot of things that you think are in their control really is in your control. But you're going to need courage to face those things. Okay? So that's deep right there. And the wisdom to know the difference. You do. You need wisdom to know what you can change. You need wisdom to know what you can't change. It goes back to that uh, know when to hold them, know when to fold them kind of thing. Something you have to you have to shake the dust off and you have to walk away from. And that's what this prayer is saying to asking God to give you the wisdom to know what you can and cannot change. Some of this we can't change, and that's just reality. But some of it we can. So we ask God to help us to know which which, which of these battles should we take on and which of these battles should we just Leave alone. Okay. Um, Living one day at a time. Enjoying one moment at a time. Enjoy every little moment because not only is today not promised, but the next second is not promised. We know that from the huge earthquake that just happened, and I forget the country. I have it written down here, though. Um, You know, People die every day. Some people don't wake up. You know, enjoy each moment. Be grateful for each moment. Live one day at a time. Sometimes you can't stress yourself out trying to worry about the future in 10 years from now or next month or even next week, you know. Just just live today. Just ask God. I do that often. I say, Lord, just just get me through today. These these people are cutting up over here. Just just get me through today. Get me through this hour, you know, and then we'll deal with the next later. But just just get me through this situation. So sometimes you have to take it situation upon situation. Okay, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace. I like that. A lot of people don't get that. These hard times, these hardships, these are 
you can look at this any way you want to. You can look at the glass as half full or you can look at the glass as half empty, but it's the same amount of water in that glass, okay? So it's about perspective. So you can look at this hard time that you're going through as a bridge to get you over to uh, a stronger person, a more peaceful situation. Or you can look at it like this is just the end of the world. But I'm telling you, it's not. And most of us are going to be here tomorrow. You know, most most of us tomorrow will come for us. So how do you want to live tomorrow? You want to live it in peace? Or do you want to live it in constant chaos and turmoil, which is what these people would want you to select for your life? But a lot of this is choice. Peace comes from within. It comes, it's, it's, a, it's a frame of mind. That's what I'm figuring out. It really has doesn't have a whole lot to do with my external circumstances. A lot of this is internal. Okay, so it's a choice. So accept those hardships as a pathway to peace. That's what this prayer is saying. <clears throat> Taking as he did the sinful world as it is, not as you would have it. So it's one of those it is what it is moments. This is This is what it is. The scripture says that, we are in this world, but we're not of this world. This is not this is not our world. This is their world, you know. So this prayer says that we take it just as the Lord did, this sinful world, just the way it is. We have to learn to coexist in their kingdom. This is the evil people's world right now. This is... They've created all this havoc. So this is for them. This is not for us. Can't take it personal. Although it is personal, it's not personal. Um, Trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will. You have to surrender to him. If you want the peace of God, you have to surrender to his will. The scripture says, not my will, but thy will be done. So it's not even what I want, it's what God wants in my life. And that's a prayer that you can pray also. Lord, let your will be done in my life. You know, it's what he wants. It's not what He what, what we want. That I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. This is not the final destination. So this prayer is saying that you know, this person who wrote this prayer is just asking to be reasonably happy. You know, that's all we can ask. We may not get the ultimate happiness, over-the-top lifestyle, but just just reasonably. And for myself, I'd just like to be left alone. That would be reasonable happiness for me, you know, and I'm sure most of you want to say, just be left alone. Just want to go to work, come home, you know. Run to the store, get a few groceries, come home and cook them, get ready for the next day. That's all. I'm not a complicated person. However, these people choose to make my life complicated. So just a reasonable amount of happiness, which I'm finding that is also within. I get to define my happiness. You get to define your happiness. We just have to go back to accepting the things we can't change. What you might have once defined as happiness may not necessarily be attainable 
at this point. So you're going to have to find another level of happiness. And that's okay. You can do that. Um, It says that I may reasonably be happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. That's the ultimate um, prize. When we hear the Lord say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, because we are trying so hard, so very hard to live our lives in a righteous manner for God. So our ultimate goal is to hear, well done, and we'll be supremely happy. We're not getting our supreme happiness here, but if and when we make it to heaven, to the kingdom of God, that's where we will get our reward. It will be waiting for us in heaven. So I love this prayer. I don't know who the author is. It doesn't even say, but I love it. I love it. And I, I can never remember it when I need it. So I just say any version any version of it, uh, but mainly I always remember the part about help me to accept things that I can't change because we really, it's so much, so much that we wish we could change, but we can't. Even outside of targeting, we, we can't. We can't. And I think that struggle, that struggle, that resistance that we have with certain things, it just makes it harder on us. So I've learned to surrender a lot of this to God and do the things that I can do that are in my control, but a lot of it I have to give it to him. And as my mother used to say, when you give it to him, you leave it with him, and you know you left it with him because you don't worry about it. That's what my mother used to say. So that's what I try to do. Not easy. Not easy at all. Start eight if you would like to speak. You have a comment. Start eight. Hello. Hi. Hello. Go ahead. Renata? Hi, it's Willow again. It was by Bill. It was two men who started, they were alcoholics, and they went ahead and they just started to get together to keep each other from not drinking, and that's how it all started. And he died, Bill died in January in 1971. It's beautiful. He wrote a beautiful yeah. prayer before he died. It's beautiful. And it has it has changed. His prayer has changed a lot of people's lives, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it does. It real, well, I can speak for myself. I won't speak for anybody else. But I know for me it has. Me lot. too. Sometimes I just forget because we get so tizzy in our, <laughs> you know, whatever happening to us that sometimes we can't even think straight. And I had to the point to where I would just repeat it over and over, just those few little lines. I would just repeat it over and over and over until it calmed me. And it does calm you. I know it And people, I don't think people realize the power of prayer. Like you said, you just kept repeating it over and it helped you to get through whatever you needed to get through at that time. And positive Mm -hmm. affirmations can do the same thing. And positive self-talk can do the same thing. There is real power in those things. People just think that, you know, that's silly. No, there's, there's power real, real yeah. power. Yeah, there's power Thank in you, words. Thank I have someone else that wants to make a <laughs> I like to share an experience, if I can. It oh, happened this past week. It was rather kind of comical, but I was really kind of proud of myself. I'm surprised it actually worked. Usually if I go outside in my front yard, my neighbor, who's a perpetrator amongst many of them, 
She would always come out on her porch and stand there and just stare at me, you know, if I'm just trying to get my dogs to, you know, take them outside or take my trash out and smoke her cigarette. I don't smoke, thank goodness. So the other day I seen her and she pulled next door where she lives, but she was driving the old man, it's an old man, I guess her uncle's truck to kind of fend me off. She wasn't in her car. So Mm -hmm. I walked over to the edge of the property in the back there and she gets out of her, out of the truck to unload it. And she goes, may I help you? And I just stood there. I didn't say a word and I just stared at her kind of like how she does me. And she proceeded to take everything out of the back of the truck. And then all of a sudden she gets in the truck and she goes, well, you know, we can be friends. And I just stood there. I didn't say a word and I started to smile. And then she got angry. She goes, and don't be laughing. Wipe that smile off your face. And I just did a big, (laughs) big grin. And she got so mad, she finally, she left. All I could do was turn around and come in the house and laugh. And I was That's really what? proud because usually things like that will upset me, you know. But she was trying to provoke me. And it's right. true when when they say how, how, I've always heard how they'll, like, turn it around on you like it's all because of you were not friends. You know, and I caught that right off the bat, and I didn't say anything. I just turned around and walked in the house. I waited till after she left and pulled out of her driveway and went along her merry way. But I know that had to bother her. Good for you. Anyway. You handled that well. You handled that well when she tried to promote you. Good for you. Yeah, I figured why not, because when she was pulling in the driveway, she I just happened to be out on the porch. I wasn't trying to do anything, and i just seen her. And she was just, like, looking at me like one of those provoked-type looks. And they're doing everything symbolically on me anyway, So, but I've talked about that on the other call. I'd like to go ahead and, if I can pass out this phone number to anybody who's on the air, I've done a couple yeah, of readings. Okay. And it's, um, if everybody has pencil and paper, it'll be area code 712 712- Seven seven five seven zero two nine. Okay. And then the pin rather long. It's seven three seven two five five. Uh huh. Four nine nine pound. And then you can put in uh like one after the pound for the first reading, uh-huh. and then pound again. And then to bring this one up, I just done the second one last night. It's kind of like a companion. I thought, you know, these are just some of my research that I've done. I thought, well, I'll just, a lot of people don't have computers and stuff or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And I went ahead and you can just put in that, you know, after that pin and hit pound and then hit pound again and it'll okay. do it, you know, and then you can listen to it. And then I have another one. It's area code 605. These are all okay. in the United States. Uh, 562 mm-hmm. Okay. And the pound, I mean, the number is, pin is 243-621-778-2. Mm-hmm. 
pound and then probably pound again. Now that doesn't have a reading. I I wanted to make that like kind of like a discussion group, but on things that are not so much what we do here on this call, but just other things that is more knowledgeable and it's more kind of deeper because you know I kind of get really deep. <laughs> so it's okay, more kind of so deep uh, on on more knowledge and stuff okay, like are that. Are these too. certain days? Are these certain days? And well, time? I was thinking about for the six oh five one, maybe on a Wednesday. I'm in Central Time, so maybe around seven o'clock at night. And okay. that can that can vary. If that's a bad time, I can also do it during the day because I don't work. Yeah. I'm retired, so. I know a lot of people sometimes need to talk to somebody during the day. We can either just talk or we can just share things or we can just do whatever on the 605. So these are one. The other one will be just the readings that I do. So Okay, so what, what, what are, uh, which websites are these? These are not talk shoe, right? No, no, they're not talk shoe. They're just a free conferencing calls. Like when you call oh, okay. in when, when other people are having conferencing calls on right. different things. Right, like right, metaphysicals right. and stuff like that, or church groups or whatever. So, okay. Well, thank you for the information. So, everyone, support Willow's two calls. One is a reading on different um, topics, and then the other one is a discussion group. She's thinking she's going to do Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central Time, and she gave the numbers. And we can even do it late night too. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm pretty well around-the-clock type of person, so especially at night because sometimes a lot of us, I don't know how it is with other people, but with me, sometimes I, you know, if you don't have anybody to talk to during the night, that's actually the best, you know, or we could just, and there's no limit, you know, it doesn't cut us off after two hours or three hours or anything like that, so, and there's no website to go to it. Because I know talks you like like you got you can see the people in there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They can leave, you know, no, these are calls. Talk these are her, no, yeah. yours is just strictly a conference call. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so thank if you. Willow. interested. Thank you. You guys, um, please support Willow. Okay, I have some. I have stuff for letting me share that and the Serenity Prayer. Okay, no problem. Thank you, Willow. Thank you. Um, Willow mentioned um, that people are sometimes up at night and they need someone to talk to. And it just made me remember at the beginning of this call, I mentioned that I got a a hammock for those of you who were not here at the beginning. I got a hammock. I haven't used it yet. I have no idea why I bought it, but I bought it. (laughs) Um, And they gave us a bonus at work. And I figure since they tortured me at work, I should get something to relax with so I can be relaxed want to go back and they torture me some more. So I got a hammock. Um, it just got assembled, so I haven't used it yet. But my point in sharing that is that I read comments before I bought the hammock, and a bunch of people, I was surprised at the number of people who said that they had insomnia or they had sleeping, some sort of sleeping problems. One person even said a sleeping disorder, and they got a hammock, and they said they have been sleeping beautifully since they got this hammock. So I wanted to share it with you guys because several people showed pictures of their hammocks where they had put them in their living rooms or they had put them in their bedrooms. They brought them in the house because they slept so well in them. So I know a lot of people in this community don't sleep, so I wanted to share that with you. 
I bought the one that has a frame because most hammocks tie from trees, as you guys know. But I bought one with a frame, so it's basically like a bed. So if anybody is interested, I'll look for the put the link to the one I bought. Was uh, when it was all said and done, it was a little bit over a hundred dollars. And like I said, I haven't used it yet. So, but the reviews were excellent. So, I'm gonna find that link and I'll. I'll share it with you guys. Something you might want to try if you can't sleep. Hmm. Okay. Hey, Jerome. Yay. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. You have a comment? Uh, no, just listening. It uh, sounds very interesting with the, um, you know, you got the right idea. You got to keep yourself uh, in a relaxed state. You got to take uh, good care of yourself and, uh, you know, just whatever you can do, just um, just do it. Like for me, I never stopped with the affirmations and the meditation, and you know, just anything that empowers you or just creates positive energy in your life. You know, if it's mm-hmm. just like having a hot chocolate or going for an early morning walk or anything like that, just you're on the right track. If you know, you got to, you got to teach yourself like number one, you're the king of the world, queen of the world, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. you're the the uh, the thing at work, the the hammock at work. That's a great idea. You know, promotes a feeling of well-being and uh, you know relaxation because they're putting mm-hmm. you through it. So you have to be good to yourself. That's you know? true. Another thing to do is maybe like self-massage, like um, at shiatsu. There's there's different methods that you can do to uh, self-massage, and it helps the tissue. It helps the uh, you know, the energy flow uh, mm-hmm. in, in the body. So that's all good things. It's uh, fantastic things. Is there anything that you can do to keep your vessel in, in, in uh, like in good uh, working order just to keep positive energy in your uh, in your body? Just do it. Yeah. That's true. We're so surrounded with negativity that we need to do any and everything we can to get ourselves in a positive place. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, um, star eight for anybody who wants to speak, star eight. When I mute everybody, we get the noise and the feedback. So, unfortunately, I'm not going to mute everybody at the same time. Hi, Gary. How you doing? Gary there? Probably walked away. Okay. All right. So this is what I'm going to do now. If nobody has anything, start eight if you want to say anything. Because we're going to switch modes a little bit. I did want to share a few things. I wanted to share, let's see. Well, that serenity prayer was one of them. That's funny that Willow uh, had that same thought. Uh, this is an article on ways to feel happy right now, to feel happier right now. And it's pretty long, so I won't go into detail on all of these, but some of these I will. Um, spend some time with with animals. 
You have a pet, a dog, a cat, a fish, a rabbit, whatever kind of pet. Um, This article says that interacting with, with pets can release oxytocins in the brain, resulting in you feeling happier. And if you guys have ever been around pets, most people have, um, they really do bring a certain kind of joy into your life. And I love their unconditional love. They just are so loving. My little dog is so loving. They love you no matter what. (laughs) As long as you give them something to eat, they're happy. So if you don't have a pet, you might consider getting one. If you can't have a dog or a cat or you're not very fond of them, Try fish. I used to love my fish. I have fish in a fish tank. At one time I had a, a large fish tank, but I just got tired of cleaning it. It was kind of before they had all the modern stuff that cleans them, but now, you know, you don't really even have to clean them very often. So get fish or, you know, a bird or something. Go to the zoo. Go to the um, the rescue, SPCA is what they call it here. I think there are SPCAs everywhere. Go to one of those and just be around be around animals if you can. Um, count your blessings. That goes back to gratitude we were talking about earlier. This article says there's nothing like a little thankfulness to boost your mood. Research shows how expressing gratitude can make you happier. Try writing um, three things that you're thankful for at the end of every night. Okay? And remind yourself that you are awesome. You just have to believe it. Studies show self-acceptance is crucial to a happier life, but it's a habit that we barely practice. And that is true. Do say good things about yourself. Look in the mirror and say, I look good today. (laughs) And if you don't, make yourself look good today. I do it. I do that. I didn't used to do that. I do it now. I look real nice today. You know, don't wait for someone else to tell you. You know, get up. Fix yourself up. You're a man, shave. You're a woman, comb your hair, put your makeup on. Do, you know, make yourself look good. I wore I wore um, dresses two days last week, and I just, I'm not very fond of dresses because I'm always cold, so I tend to wear pants, but I felt good with my little dresses and, you know, heels, so do that. Do something to make yourself feel good, and then tell yourself how good you look and how good you feel. Don't wait for someone else to do it. Um. Article also says meditate, meditate, meditate. Now, myself and Scott and Jerome will tell you that meditation has helped us, and I'm sure there's, I'm leaving someone out because I'm sure there's others on this call that meditate. It helps. It helps. It helps you to be centered. It helps you to um, to be calm when you probably otherwise would not have been calm in certain situations, it helps with all of that. It has some medical benefits. It will help you sleep. If you put on the right type of meditation, do your research on meditation because there's many types. Some I prefer not to get into because they're different um, religions that meditate. You don't have to do mantra meditation. There's many kinds. So I, I recommend it. I highly recommend it. Um, listen to music. And this article says there's nothing quite like a solo jam session, and apparently science agrees. Research, research shows that trying to boost your mood while listening to music actually can help lift you to a more positive state. 
And and that's true. I mean, we can all think of times where we heard our favorite song come on, and all of a sudden you get happy and, you know, you're dancing and you're singing. So music is great. I love music. I love music. Um, give back. We didn't get to where we are without a little help, so why not extend that generosity to someone else? Not only will your kindness influence others, studies show it will make you happier too. So definitely do try to give back in some kind of way, no matter how big or how small. We all have something that we can give. Um, Joy is really contagious. Researchers show the more you surround yourself with positive people, the happier you'll feel. That is true. And if you're not, um, well, you know, negativity is always around the TI, so you're going to have to make a conscious effort to put yourself in positive situations, you know. And it can be done. It can be done. Now, this one surprised me. Drink a glass of milk. Dairy contains uh, trifle. Triptopin, triple T R Y P T O P H A N, an essential amino acid that helps create serotonin, the happy chemical in the brain. Milk is not, it not only does the body good, but it does the brain good too. Now that surprised me. I didn't know that about milk. I'm not a milk drinker, but I might consider it because I didn't know that. I apologize. I apologize. I knew it was going to hang up. It hangs up an hour before the call ends, so we have one hour left. Um, Plan a vacation. The anticipation for a trip is almost as good as the trip itself. Prepping for a vacation has shown to increase our happiness levels, the New York Times reported. The warm sun or the exciting slopes are just an added bonus. Now, let me say about vacation, because in this community, we don't have a lot of money for vacation, but those of you who have been around um, for a while, if you remember a couple of years ago, um, I did a call, and we talked about um, staycations, basically, uh, which means you're in your area, and you're doing all the things that someone, a tourist from another state, country, or whatever, would do if they visited your town. So... If you live in New York and I came to visit there, what would I do? I would go to Times Square. I would go to the Met Museum. So you can do those things too because if you think about it, you probably have not done, um, visited all of the attractions that tourists would visit in your area. And if you live there, you probably know the free or low-cost ways to do things. So try doing that. Um and get out in the sun. The sun has benefits. Uh, go near the water if you can. A lot of places have beaches and lakes and 
you know, different places you can visit. So just get out. Don't worry about them, <laughs> what they're going to be doing while you're out there. To Get out. Enjoy the sun. It will help you to feel happier, to get to a better place. Um, get in a good workout. Not only is it good for your body, but it's equally as beneficial to your brain. When you work up a sweat, you release endorphins immediately upping your happiness levels. Okay, so do some sort of uh, exercise on a regular basis. It will really, really, really help with those good endorphins. And those endorphins in your brain helps you, um, it, it, it helps with, it helps your happiness level, but it also helps with stress. So walk, ride your bike, play tennis, play golf, whatever you do. But try to do it on a regular basis. And if you can't, I want to add to that too, if you can't physically get out for whatever reason, um, there are exercise things on television. You can get a DVD. I've even seen for um, people who are disabled, they have exercise videos where you're sitting. You know, so just try to do some sort of exercise. It'll help. Let's see. I'm going to cast that particular one. Second, smile. Smiling may be the last thing you want to do when you're in a sour mood, but it could help to turn that uh, that frown upside down. Researchers show faking a smile can help elevate our mood, even if we're not genuinely into it right away. It's about the power of suggestion. Okay, so that's one of those fake it till you make it moments. Eventually you will feel happy, and I tried that one day. I did. I tried that more than once because I'm not one of those who just walk around smiling. So I, I tried that, and I think I did feel a little happier that day. Okay, where was I? I lost my place. Okay, go outside, take advantage of your backyard or stroll a park you've never seen before and thank yourself later. One study found that going for a brief walk in nature can help to improve your mood and alleviate stress. And it's true. It's very true. Out, there's something about being outdoors um, that just kind of helps you feel better. Nature has its own healing effect. You know, especially if you're somewhere around pretty trees and pretty flowers, you know, take advantage of that. That's a free way to get out and to feel like you're doing something. Okay, make some new friends. Research shows making friends increases our happiness and well-being. Join a club, talk to your coworkers, or strike up conversation in the grocery store line. You never know what kinds of new connections you can make. Now, that's a little tricky for us. However. We have people on this call that have very good friends, friends even before they were targeted. They still enjoy the things that they used to enjoy. They go to places they used to go. So it's possible. Um, You can join, as you know, online groups and forums outside of this community. I know a few people who like to play um, board games, and they – do like the uh, the Yahoo groups where you can play someone else. You can play someone you don't even know. They're on their computer, you're on your computer, and they strike up friendships that way. So there's different ways to strike up friendships, but just, you know, don't isolate yourself. Try to be in contact with people. 
human beings need human contact. Okay, take a cozy bath. Uh, if that isn't the look of happiness, we don't know what is. Plus, research suggests that warm baths make us feel warm on the inside, too. Get enough sleep, more sleep, a happier you. Um, too little shut-eye slows down our cognitive processes and increases the risk of depression. Try hitting the pillow 30 minutes earlier each night or taking a nap in the middle of the night. And that is true. If you can't sleep at night, you know, make sure you get to sleep during the day or whenever you can. But try to get yourself on the um, on the right sleeping schedule. But if you can't, sleep whenever you can. And, uh, embrace the aging process. Most people wish they could avoid aging, but studies show that we're happier as we get older. Experts theorize this could be because the older we get, the more we reflect on positive experiences. Sounds like a great reason to love those birthdays. To me, age is wisdom, and I love wisdom, so don't have a problem aging. Um, I think men have more of a problem with that than women do, but hey, that means you're still here. That's the way I look at it. Uh, Show your appreciation for someone else over email. Uh, Technology isn't all bad. Take a break from your overflowing work inbox and switch gears to a different kind of email. We fight so hard against the negative and we forget to tell people how how powerful a two-minute positive email could be. Harvard-trained researcher and before happiness, Arthur Sean Anker told Oprah last year. Now, it is very important to show appreciation to people. Um, this particular article says over the email, but I say in person, over the phone, however you can do it. I had an experience with this just yesterday, actually. I was so frustrated. I told you guys I was trying to make this YouTube video. I couldn't figure it out. So I ended up calling um, T-Mobile because I was going to use my phone to create the video, but I couldn't figure that out either. (laughs) So I knew how to do it, but my phone was having problems. I couldn't understand why. So I called T-Mobile, and I got the greatest customer service rep. He was so very kind, and he was so very patient with me, and he walked me through everything. And once he got me through everything, it turns out that there was something wrong with my phone. It wasn't me after all. It was something wrong with the phone. But he was very patient in trying to explain all of that. And after he had already spent 10 or 15 minutes trying to troubleshoot the problem, he continued to ask me, is there anything else I can help you with? Is there anything else? And I know that that is standard for them. They do that. But it was just something very calm and very kind and very patient about this young man. So I said to him, I said, there is one more thing. I said, can I speak to your supervisor so I can tell him how great you've been? And he started laughing. He said, yes. And so he let me speak with the supervisor, and I told him how nice this man was and um, how patient he was with me because I was one of those frustrated customers. And um, the supervisor said that he appreciated that he was going to document it because when, um, when, when they come, when the employees come up for review, they look at these things um, and they get raises based on people complimenting them and things like that and them doing their job to an exceptional level. So I said that to say that, had that young man been rude and nasty to me, I would have asked to speak to the supervisor and I would have complained. 
So, and, and most of us would. We've all had those experiences where people are rude and nasty, and more so because we're targeted, um, and we're quick to complain. But how quick are we to give a compliment? And so it's nice to go out of our way sometimes just to acknowledge those people who do go up above and beyond, you know. And I don't know if it's really going to make a difference, but I wanted to do that because I'll, I'll be quick to complain if somebody treats me wrong, so I want to, you know, just show my appreciation too. So I agree with this author when they said it's really important to show appreciation, and it is. I think it is. Okay. Keep a one-sentence journal. Sometimes the most mundane moments turn out to be the loveliest source of happiness. Research shows uh, these everyday events may make us happier later on because we appreciate them a lot more than they're revisited. In other words, if you ate a scrumptious chocolate brownie on Wednesday, write it down. So in other words, just, just one sentence. You know, journaling is nice, but it is hard to stick to it sometimes. So this author is saying just at the end of the day, just write one sentence. And some something that you appreciated for that day. It'll help you see that everything's not so bad, you know, at least you had one thing that was good in that day. Okay. Uh, and then it talks about spirituality. I'll make this the last month because this one is long. Uh, get spiritual. Spirituality and religion have been linked to higher happiness and well-being, according to a review of studies on spirituality and health. Sometimes it helps to know you're connected to something greater than yourself. And I'll end with that one. But that is so true. You have to know. You have to know that there is a higher being out there. Okay, so let me see if you guys have any comments. I have to get back to the chat room real quick. And then we'll switch gears. Bear with me while I close some of these tabs. I have a lot of tabs open. Okay, start eight if you want to comment. I think I'm connected. I can't tell. I'm going to try to reconnect to the chat room because I don't think I'm connected. It looks like it's trying to connect. All right, so I get a message saying service unavailable, so let me try to connect through my cell phone.
Okay. All right. I do have two people that want to speak. Okay. Oh, shoot. I muted you and then I muted you back. Okay. Did you want to um, comment, Jerome? Yeah, it's um. I think you struck the uh, right on the uh, right on the uh, right on target. You know, just being spiritual and keeping your uh, keeping your attitude in a you know in a positive light. You know, I'm I'm always doing the meditation and I've uh, you know practiced my uh, my martial arts and my you know, do a little bit of yoga. It's all. It's all very important to to keep yourself up and uh, running in a positive direction, because they are trying to you know strip us down to bare bones to to nothing, right? So they're doing it using you know our mental you know our mental uh, uh, faculties, our mental uh, you know they're using our mental things against us, you know uh, mm-hmm. negative brainwashing. So uh, I've always been promoting like affirmations and just positive talk about I'm number one, I'm king of the world, um, you know, I'm an awesome person. They're trying to rip you down using negative. So, you know, we have to build ourselves up using positive, you know, positive self-talk. They're trying to hypnotize us in a negative way, but we should be trying to hypnotize ourselves in a positive way. You know? That's true. And just, and just staying, yeah, with staying positive and just being spiritual, it really helps. It, well, it helps me. I know that's the method that I've been using. That's one of the methods I've used to uh, keep my uh, keep myself centered and keep myself uh, you know, upright and just moving and just uh, dealing with the situation. So it's it's all it's all good uh, good talk with the exercising and the walking and just you know. So uh, when I had the job, I. I'm, I, I used to ride my bicycle, and you know, instead of taking the uh, the bus, because when I'm riding and I look inside the bus, everyone looks so miserable and sad and downtrodden. And me, I'm feeling the air in my face, and I'm getting that morning air, and you know, and I'm just doing at my own pace, getting there on my uh, on my own power, my own steam, and I get to work feeling more relaxed and refreshed. You know, and you see some people getting off the bus, it's like they're just like going to a funeral or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah even, even the most minor thing, the most basic thing can make a difference to your mental state. So. That's true. You're right. So, Jerome, I'm thinking back now. All right, let me ask you a question. What's too old to learn martial arts? Because I want to learn martial arts. I'm, I'm 50. Is that too old? Oh no, never, never! You're never too old to uh, to learn martial arts. You know, you're that's a move in the in the right direction because <clears throat> anything positive is is positive. You know, so just go in there with the idea that you're not 12 or 18, and it might mm-hmm. take your body a little time to adapt to the situation, but your body will adapt to the situation. It's something that's going to empower you. It's going to make you. It's going to promote us internal strength. It will promote focus, mental focus, and mental discipline. I would. Promote... Am I going to be able to karate chop some people? 
<laughs> absolutely, you know, it's, it's um, you're going to be able to knock people down. Why not? <laughs> Is that true, Jerome, that they can really um, break bricks with their hands and things? Let me tell you something. It's um, I've broken. I can do four inches of board. Like I can go through four inches. Um, that's uh, but I'm a black belt third degree. And yes, the bone in the hand, the bones are dense enough to be able to adapt to the the strike. So mm-hmm. you have to you have to hit the brick hard enough to separate the molecules, right? So it is possible. But see, this is what uh, this is what's so wonderful about martial arts. You build yourself mentally to the point where you say. Yes, I know scientifically that if I strike the uh, the brick properly, my hands won't will not break, right? But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that that kind of conditioning it promotes it makes you mentally strong, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. absolutely, it's um when you go into kung fu, the sky's the limit, you know. What you want to achieve is what you will achieve, or what you. You can hold yourself back or move yourself forward, you know. Just mm-hmm. um, it's it's but it's a positive thing, and yeah, you'll be able to karate chop someone. Why not? You know, it's, <laughs> it's something that's going to uh, it'll strengthen you mentally and and uh, you know, physically, you know, mm-hmm. and just. I just like martial keep... arts, though. I always have. I just have never been courageous, and I never had enough self confidence to think I could do it. But I do want. I would like to try at least. No, it's, it's um. You know, just just go in there with a with an open mind and a positive attitude, and just. Your phone is cutting out. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, it's just the way it works here. Sometimes I don't know, like I'm being perped or something. Can you hear me? Yes, I can now. Yeah. It's um, but um, yeah. It's just just to go in there with a with a a good attitude and just realize that there's going to be people there that's been there for years, and don't get mm-hmm. discouraged. You're going to be seeing people doing some stuff. They say, "Wow, I wish I could do that," you know. But just keep it realistic and just work on your own level. Mhm. Your phone went out again. Uh uh-uh, uh, he hung up altogether that time. Okay. He'll come back. Hello. Hello, California. Hello. I I muted you. Hello. Okay. I'm sure Jerome will call back in. So here's what we're gonna do. Um. I want to spend the last 45 minutes, I guess it is, talking about uh, kind of switching gears from the targeting and just talk about some things that's in the news because there's been a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Let me see something here. Okay, so Baltimore. You guys know what's going on in Baltimore with the Freddie Gray situation. There's been riots. There's been fires. There's been looting. There's been um, curfew. 
they've they, they put the people on curfew. I think the curfew was lifted last night. Um, so things are calming down there. Gang members have come together and said that they want to, uh, they're standing up against the police. It's just a lot going on down there. One of the latest developments is that uh, police officers were actually arrested and charged and, um, in the death of this young man. I believe there were six police officers charged, but I might be wrong. I think the one that got the the uh, the harshest charge was the driver of the police bus or van or whatever it was because he didn't take the guy to the hospital and the guy was saying that he needed medical attention. So this article on CNN um, is talking about this, and it says that six police officers have been charged in the death of Freddie Gray. One officer, the driver of the police van, has been charged with several counts, including second-degree depraved heart murder. Another officer has been charged with several counts, including manslaughter and involuntary manslaughter. Two other officers have been charged with several counts, including involuntary manslaughter, and two other officers are charged with several counts, including second-degree assault. So the full list of the charges and the penalties that they carry are um, this one officer, Garrett Miller, he's charged with four different crimes from assault in the second degree, which carries 10 years, and all the way to false imprisonment, which violates the Eighth Amendment. Um, Sergeant Alicia D. White is charged with four counts. One is manslaughter which carries 10 years, one is assault in the second degree, 10 years, and misconduct in office, which violates the Eighth Amendment. I know a bunch of officers should be charged with that misconduct. Um, Officer Caesar Goodson is charged with six counts from second degree murder, which carries 30 years all the way to misconduct in office, which violates the Eighth Amendment. Officer William Porter, three counts. One is manslaughter, which would be involuntary, and that carries 10 years. Assault in the second degree is 10 years, and misconduct in office violates the Eighth Amendment. Lieutenant Brian W. Rice, manslaughter, 10 years. Um, Assault, two assault charges, two misconduct charges, and false imprisonment. And Officer Edward Nero, assault, which carries 10 years, misconduct in office. Oh, he has two assault charges, both 10 years. Misconduct in office, two charges of that, and false imprisonment. And and some of these uh, carry uh, constitute cruel and unusual punishment. So these are serious charges. I think that this looks good for the people because it shows that they are beginning, at least in this town here, they're beginning to hold these rogue officers um, accountable for their actions, which you don't see happen very much. And so I think it's a good thing. I think that they were arrested, if I'm not mistaken, but most of them have bailed out. Um, Hopefully they don't drop the charges, but I think it's a move in the right direction that they were even charged and arrested. This lady um, that is on the case, 
she uh, she is not very well liked right now. I think she's a state attorney. Uh, what's her name? Marilyn Mosby. She's not very well liked, but she's not playing with them. Um, and I will be praying for her because, you know, as we know, things could happen when people are not happy with you. But she's uh, she's 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 um, letting it be known that it's not going to be tolerated. Uh, she made a statement that Freddie Gray should never have been arrested in the first place because he had a knife on him, but the knife was a legal blade. It was like a camping kind of knife, and he never should have been arrested in the first place. Then I read somewhere that he recently received a settlement for some abuse that these officers in Baltimore had done to him, and he had recently got a settlement. That's what one of his relatives said. So this whole arrest and murder thing could have been retaliation for that um, that settlement that he got. So um, we'll see what happens. It seems to be a peaceful, you know, getting more peaceful there. It, it very much saddens me when you turn on CNN and you see uh, military tanks and things like that, that shouldn't be happening here in America. shouldn't be happening, you know, and it is just it's really sad to, to uh, the direction things are going. So there is an awful lot to pray for. Let's see. If you guys have a comment on that. Sorry. I'm trying to do this from my cell phone. So I, I see you guys, but I can't seem to get you unmuted. Okay. Texas, you are unmuted. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good, Nancy. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Um, just wanted to say I had no idea that um, he had won a lawsuit beforehand. And, um, yeah, that sounds like retaliation. That's what they yeah, do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. I only heard that uh, from one source, so I don't know how valid it is or how true it is, but it you know, kind of makes sense. Well, after we get through with this subject, I want to, when I called you and we were talking about uh, that woman, you told me about that mother. That's a good one to talk about, too. Which one? A mother that um, went after her son to try to make him not act like that. Oh, right. Great, great, great. <laughs> that was interesting. Go ahead. Go ahead and tell tell that story. Since we're doing this, we're kind of doing the beyond the news right here on this last thirty minutes that we have left. So go ahead. No more targeting talk, you guys. Go ahead. Well, yeah, you had told me about it, and then I saw it, and um, I thought that was incredible. But you know, <clears throat> the first time that they picked me up, um, when this whole thing was really getting heated and all that. There was a lady that was in the holding cell with me in the jail, and her son had, you know, acted like that. They were Caucasian, um, so I don't know if that makes a difference or not, but she, um, sorry, I have a call coming in. Let me ignore. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but she had a thug of a son. <laughs> you know, thug can be used. They're trying to make it sound like a racial thing, but it's not. You know, thug is a thug. They come in all skin colors. <laughs> anyway, so her son was out of control, and he had uh, stolen her car and taken off and done all these other things. And um, so then when uh, his mom 
who was a school teacher and <clears throat> everything saw him, she slapped him across the face. And the police officers put her in jail. And it's okay. like, you know, they called it an assault. And it was just one slap across the face because um, uh, he had stolen her car and the police called and said to, you know, come pick up her car. That they had her son and everything. And um, so when she saw him, she was so angry that she slapped him across the face and they put her in jail. So she was like, I'm really scared that this is going to, like, affect my whole teaching, you know, and all that if it's in the paper that I was arrested and, you know, now I'm going to have a criminal record and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it's interesting that, you know, they would um, show her uh, in on the news and on the videos and everything where she was going upside that kid's head, um, rightfully mm-hmm. so, but they didn't arrest her. But I think it's because I think it was the situation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it was, um, you know, the cops, they care about their own agenda. You know, it's like, well, yeah, she's making sure that he doesn't hurt the police officers or whatever. So, you know, Mm -hmm. seems a little, I don't know, they pick and choose when they're going to enforce the law. (laughs) Yeah. So what Nancy is talking about, and many of you have already seen this on the news, is um, during these Freddie Gray protests, a young man, and I don't even know his name, but he was a teenager, and he, he is a teenager, and he went down to the protest, and he was going to be part of the looting and breaking into the stores and throwing objects at the police and all of that that they were doing. And his mom happened to be down there as well. I think she said she had she was supposed to go somewhere, but her daughter told her it was important that they go down to the um, riots just to show support for the family. And so she went down there, and she happened to be in the same vicinity as her son, but she didn't know that her son was down there. And just, I guess he's about 17, 18 or something like that. And she said that even though he had a mask on, she knew that was her son. And you see her on the video just like... <laughs> beating the stew out of him. Like she was like, she said that she, she's been on CNN and everything since then because they're dubbing her hero mom or something like that. But she, she was just saying that she just saw red when she saw her son down there after she had already told him not to go down there to be part of that. And she said it didn't matter that he had on this mask and his face covered up. She knew that that was her child. So you see her beating him and it's not funny but I can relate as a mother because she was just, I mean, she could have saved his life, really. She couldn't save him from going to jail or from getting killed by the police. And she said she just saw red, and he was so embarrassed and everything, but she didn't care. She got him out of there. So the headlines the next day was saying that um, they don't need the National Guards. They need moms like this, you know, to to, <clears throat> to control their children. So it was... It was a funny story, but, I mean, it's violence just the same. But Nancy is saying that what's the difference between her um, hitting her son in public or anywhere and not being arrested for it and uh, just an everyday mom who doesn't make national headlines, you know, that may get arrested for that. So that's what Nancy was saying. Oh, oh, I, got a bunch no, I, of I think that that was great that that mom, you know, because she was just trying to keep her kid on the straight and narrow. Like, you can, this is about peaceful protesting. And he had that ski mask on, and she was trying to rip that ski mask off. And no, I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, she was trying to, she, it was so funny because I was saying to myself, no, what if that wasn't him? But she said it was, she knew his pants, she knew his walk, she knew her child, mask or not. Sure. And she just, I mean, she was not doing this for the cameras either. She was not. This lady oh, no. was serious. She was very yeah. serious. She was tearing her son up. I'll see if I can find that clip or someone find And that he's still redeemable, Renata, because he didn't hit her back and he did respect her. You know what I mean? He tried to hold her arms back, but some of the kids are so far gone today, they would have just punched their mom, you know, because he was around all of them. Well, that's what they were saying on the Today Show. They was, they was admiring how respectful he was, and she was like, oh, no, he knows better. But they were saying, you know, no matter what he does when he's not in her presence, he did respect her. You know, at least yeah. at that moment, and his and his. She said that her son was upset about it the next day, but his friends were calling and saying, "You, you should be hugging your mom. You should be giving her roses because she cared that much about you." That's you know? right. So it just it just shows that you know she and she said that he had been in trouble with the law before, and that's I'm sure mm-hmm. that's what made her even more upset. Like, what are you thinking? You know, you're going to be locked up or dead for this. <laughs> Right. Well, what do you think about these people saying like, oh, Obama is a black on black racist because he used the word thug. And it's like, are you kidding me? I mean, since when is thug an exclusive name? Seriously, thugs come in all races. So is that going to be the next politically correct term? Come on. This has gone too far. A thug does not mean you're a black person. It means you're doing thuggish things. Absolutely. Not exclusive to one race. It could be any race. Okay, we have like 20 minutes or less, so um, thank you, Nancy. I'm going to unmute There's a bunch of people trying to get in here. Okay. Thanks a lot. Okay. Hi, Jerome. Hello. Yeah, it's uh, Jerome. Jerome here. Yeah. Hey. You have a comment? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I got cut off last time. I was just telling you about the martial arts, but, uh, no, just listening. That's, um, you know, that's intense. That's, uh, you know, that's, uh, that, that's the way it should be. I don't know. Just, I don't know what happens sometimes in the world where kids go left or right. And then they just, uh, you know, they start getting into the wrong kind of group or if you hang around with the wrong individuals and, no, they're going to be an incredible offense. So, mm-hmm. I guess, lucky for him, that that's his, was his mom. And, yeah. That he has a mother that cares about him like that. Exactly. It could have been something a whole lot worse. So, mm-hmm. you know, if that's the worst thing that happened to him, that's that's a good thing. Yes, he it is. Little, maybe he's a little bit smarter now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe, that, that, maybe that's what it took. To make him straighten up his life. <laughs> yes. Because she said he had been in trouble before. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Jerome. I'm going to um, unmute the next person because we have like a few minutes left. Hello. Is that Lonnie? It's Lonnie. I just had a question. I was confused as to why that many police officers were involved in that one arrest. You know, six, that's a lot. Usually got two on a video. No, I don't know. I don't know, Lonnie. I don't think there is a full 
um, video because I was trying to see a video, and they showed a video of them dragging him to the car, but I don't know what all happened, if he resisted. I, I don't. I have no idea. I don't know. I did, did hear one thing, and it was a guy who, was, who had been in the position of, what, what did they call her, uh, the prosecutor or something, chief prosecutor, whatever her position is, a man who had been in that position, and he says there is, um, there needs to be more of an understanding that because somebody runs, that doesn't necessarily mean that they've done something wrong, that they've, you know, uh, that should lead to an arrest. So he was just saying there, uh, there really needs to be a, a lot more talk about that. Yes, I agree. I think all he did was run. And he didn't have the wrong knife anyway, so that was what was sad. Yeah, the whole situation is so sad. It really is. I'm glad that they're they're bringing these these people to justice, and I hope to see more of that with these rogue officers. Yeah, truth. Got to have yeah. the truth now. Mhm. Thank you, Lonnie. I'm gonna put you on hold so I can get these others in. Thank you. Sorry, Aid, if you'd like to comment, we have a few minutes left, so hopefully we don't get cut off here. Make your comments brief, please, because there's other people waiting. Hello? Hello? Is that Willow? Oh, hi, it's Willow again, yeah. Did anybody hear about the drones that were up above? It was on my news on Thursday, I think it was. There were two pilots above Dallas flying around, and they were saying that they had spotted a couple of drones that were above them. So, and I heard there were some down in Florida also. So, I don't know if anybody's heard anything about that on their news. Of course, we know how the news is, or read it on the web news. Or I have not. Like no, I have not. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna be seeing more drones, so we we need to get used to the drones because we're gonna be seeing a lot more of them. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying that I notice now they're starting to talk about them on the news per se. You know, if somebody spots yeah. them, that's all I hmm. wanted to say. Thank you, Willow. You're welcome. Thank you. Star eight, if you would like to speak. Hello, Georgia. Hello. Okay. Uh, let's see what else I have. For you. Oh, I didn't know I was muted on my phone there. Sorry about that. Um, I did want to say something about Baltimore. Um, we were talking about the provocateurs. Um. And it was so funny because that same day I looked on the news and they were saying that a lot of the people who are doing the protesting are not, not only are they not from Baltimore, not even from Mm -hmm. Maryland. Um, I don't know if anybody else had heard that. I didn't hear that, but I heard that for the, uh, where where were those last riots at? Uh, What was that other young man? Ferguson? Yes, Ferguson. They had a lot of provocateurs there, a lot of them. They had. They, they were said that the New Black Panthers. There's a group called the New Black Panthers, um, mm-hmm. and they even said that they were infiltrators and that they were yes. out there um, starting a lot of the problems. 
Um, I read somewhere that the FBI sends those, they call them agent provocateurs, um, that the FBI sends a lot of them out there. And like you said, they're not even from that neighborhood, and they start the stuff, and they're the ones throwing the rocks and things at the police, but, you know, it gets blamed on the citizens there. And then they use that as an excuse to bring in the National Guards and things. Right, right. That's what they said. They said that the media was basically trying to flame the fire. You know, if there was a bad situation, they would really focus in on that bad situation to make it look like it was a bad situation, but make it look worse. And a lot of the people who were doing a lot of the rioting were not even from the state. So I just thought that that was an interesting thing to kind of put in our things, you know, to kind of look for. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's no such thing as a coincidence and, and, you know, the number of cops was six. And, you know, we all know that the the people who do these kind of things um, are very big on that. So I just wanted to add that. The, the whole numerology thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for your comment, Brandy. Thank you. Okay. Put you on hold. I think we have a few more minutes. Renata? Yes. Hi, Melinda. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, Renata. Hi. Yes. It's Melinda from uh, Los Angeles. Yes. Hi. Um, I have that information for you. I talked to you last week about the holographic disclosure mm-hmm. and um, those uh, two bits of information that I thought were fascinating. I did go mm-hmm. back and review the whole series. And uh, I did uh, select holographic disclosure number two at uh, 13 minutes. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.